So I was telling, uh, welcome back to Avernus, by the way. We're live now. Um, I was telling the assembled beard group that uh, I was feeling unprepared for this session and I actually had like nerves for the first time in a long time in running any of these D&D shows. Like I was feeling nervous before talking about Putin. Poutine? I'm going to say Poutine because it just reminds me of Overlord Putin. Putin instantly got <laughs> yeah. demonetized. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that was a food thing. <laughs> Thanks, YouTube. Um, but we're here in Avernus, and I added a, a nice little marker there because there's plenty of X's where we've been previously. I should probably start removing some of them in that it says, we are here, smiley face. Helpful. I like Love it. that. Yeah. Um, nice. Anyone want to do a little bit of a recap, or or should I? Two uh... sentences. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I died, and we bought a car because we lost the car in the same episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, uh, more importantly than John Barnabas died. That's true. But I've stolen his faceplate to use. We do have a bit of his face. Yeah. Misadventures yeah. in the future. Yeah. So yeah, we're on our way to the demon zapper. And we to... have a about a gallon of blood of Titan blood, which yeah. we're going to get Cat's soul back, but she's not here today. So there yeah, she is. She's right there. She oh, just there she is. More Scottish. <laughs> 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 oh no. <clears throat> yes. Uh, Craig will be playing Cat today, uh, and V. Should we? Well, I'll be playing V. I won't. I'm not playing Cat. Oh, okay. right sure, 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 sure. You'll be playing V today. Um, yeah, we're here. We're in Avernus. You are still in the uh, the Wandering Emporium, as it were, finalizing the deal here. And again, she's not here to make the decision on what item she gets in trade for the Dragon Orb. But this guy is. But I guess Craig is gonna do that. <laughs> So, <laughs> I I don't know what else to say about this. this. We tried to make it work the best we could, everyone at home. Scheduling is a bitch. I blame John. When I blame John, he's like, it's Connor who wants the original reschedule. And he is right. Like it, that, is, wants... that is true. But anyway, that's, all right. I like, I'm, I'm just on the John blaming bandwagon here. It feels good. It feels yeah, good. Does, Honestly, do <laughs> it feels good. So, uh, yeah, we will find ourselves as I uh, adjust our, our music here to bring us back into the Wandering Emporium. Um, it's 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 selection time, I suppose. Um, we've signed this this contract here to hand over the Orb of Dragon Kind to Mahadi in exchange for one rather large war machine and a magical item uh to be detailed out in which uh i, I needed to make a selection because it was at the end of the the show there and i was feeling quite generous in uh what things i would be giving away so that being said we find ourselves still in the uh in the tent there talking to mahadi so uh he would bring out two items for selection here and uh, place them out onto his desk. One is a crystalline blue shield 
and he places it down and says, This here has been fashioned from a sapphire dragon's scale. It has the ability to root out aberrations and also some additional resistance factors. Uh, quite useful uh, in the defense of your own body. And then he places out a an amulet. This here is um, a little bit more common of a magical item, but I think might prove useful in your future. V, this is uh, an amulet that hides you from divination magic. You may select one of these. <clears throat> Will we get the full oh, no. card for it? Absolutely or? not. If only we'd <clears throat> seen a sapphire buckler before. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I, I suppose someone may be divining against us, but we wouldn't really know. For for my reference, Joel, does the is the lightning launcher a one-handed weapon? It is. It is right. Yeah, we used to have a shield, remember? Yeah, the, that's why I was just checking. Shield. Um, I'm I'm one of the people in the background on the prices, right? Shield! <laughs> Take the shield! I, I was just trying to think, is there any reason... I, 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 v, v will pick the shield. Um, he, he nods as if he knew what the selection was going to be. Says, ah, you know, sometimes you try to help, but all right. He snaps his fingers and right, written into the text of your contract is the Sapphire Buckler. Um, and he hands it over to V. A shield for a shield. I appreciate that. Now the orb. He waits for V to hand over the orb. V hands over the orb. All right. Without argument. That's surprising. Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> she goes on a five-minute tirade about how everyone has sold their souls and, and, and selfishly. And she's and, not but... wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, he goes, right. And uh, I shall have your machine brought out it will be uh, a demon grinder similar to the one you had previous uh, capable of housing all of you fully one of our newest so do please take care of her and not lose her well it's ours now we lose ah. her if we want yes but you know she was a personal it was my right but that's fine um oh and he snaps his fingers again. An imp comes out, rolls up the scroll, and disappears in invisibility, flying out of the tent, taking the contract with them. Is there anything else that I can assist you with on this fine Avernus day? I I'm dealed out myself, so... Mm. Not a deal, just a general question. I know we're in the Emporium. Uh, could you at least point us in the right direction of the Demon Zapper? I know we're somewhere close. We're on our way there, and I know things shift around down here. Right, of course. Uh, I believe the Demon Zapper still resides somewhere north and uh, west of here. If you find a great lake of uh, demon blood, you're going the right direction. Just head past it and towards the, the center there, and you should be able to find it relatively easily. Thank you. Of course. Now, you may make your stay here uh, in one of these spare tents if you'd like, or 
The demon grinder is yours on your way out. I mean, I'm, I don't know about everyone. I'm happy just to head out. I don't really oh, yes, want to get I'm, things over with. I'm quite happy. Yeah, El Terrell's real close to the ground. Let's uh, deal with that post haste. Of course. Pleasure Oops. doing business with you again. And good luck. And you'll be escorted out of the tent and back into the uh, Emporium proper here. You can make your way out. The uh, <clears throat> the grinder is brought around front for you and left, still running, at the front of the Emporium. Pilot on in. Yeah, I'll, I'll climb in. This is a nice-looking rig. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it looks like how yours used to look. Yeah, rather pristine fashion there. Um, kind enough, it seems that they've left at least one soul coin, burning the soul inside of it there, uh, for you to utilize as fuel. Um, and you can head out towards the Demon Zapper. Francis, are you uh, taking control of driving this one as well? Since you're uh, so well-practiced in if, that regard. If nobody minds or wants to, or has the inclination to do so, I assume I will just be once again driving. I mean, oh, he is I, the captain. Want to. Is the captain. Yes. Sure. All right. <clears throat> and we start making our way towards the Demon Zapper. I would love a little survival check. Um, this could be a group check. I'm looking for a, a number here on average. So go ahead and have everyone roll it for me. Wow. Yeah. wow, wow, wow. The second, the second one is for V. Okay. Oh. Now one. Wow. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Prescott should not be the highest roll there. <laughs> Trescott with a 13. Uh, and the rest of these are below a 10, and there are two natural ones. Yarp. So we're looking real good, Beard Crew. Well done. Um, you start heading north and west. And I think what becomes the most obvious thing is, yes, there's a great lake of black demon blood that burbles on the surface of Avernus here. And you've had run-ins with this stuff before. Now, following the directions of Mahadi and trying to skirt your way around the edge of the lake and maybe find a way towards the interior, you drive for quite some time and realize that there does not seem to be a break in the black blood on the surface. What would you like to do? So is there no way to sort of skirt the edges of it? We kind of just... You skirt the edge for two hours, unable right, to find okay. uh, a way in. Either the lake has grown larger or changed shape in your absence. Well, I, I guess I'll drive a bit slower through this, you know, but I think that the worst thing would be if we get stuck in the... The, the demonic blood mud. So. Mm. Okay. So, you start driving through the demonic blood mud, having no idea how deep, how far, or how long you'll be inside of it. I would love a, a captain's check here. Uh, so, for this, you need to pilot it so it's going to be a dex check on Francis's part. Okay. And uh, just, uh, there we go. Uh, not one, Joel. Wow. 
Oh, Lord. As you slowly churn your way through the deep black demon mud, you do realize the worst has happened. You're stuck. The demon grinder does not push forward. It sits roughly halfway deep in the blood. Great well, job, Francis. Uh, thanks. Um, I don't really know how to get out of uh, of this. Trescott, you seem like you might come from a perilous environment. Do you know what the trick is for getting out of a, of a muddy situation like this? Do you, do you go hard on the throttle or a little bit? Or? I've always rocked back and forth, but I think I don't really want to step in the demon goo. Uh, everything in Avernus hurts you, it seems. Um, there is the option of uh, putting demon blood in the engine, right? Maybe we can give it a pop out of here, like, you know, really give it a give it a oh, push. Yeah, that did work, you're right. Yeah, so if we, if we pour some of this in, it may suffice to free us. Or I could possibly try, if we could jimmy it the right way, use the rod as a kind of a, a leverage piece, you know, press the button, make it really, really long, trying to pop it, kind of wheel or something out of the... I don't know. I'm, I'm running at options. It here. may be difficult without getting into the blood ourselves, that one. That's Why don't you use the rod to scoop up some of the blood and dump it in the engine? I can I can do that. Is, is that our decision? Are we going to try I mean, to... I've got, like, like, like eight spells I could do it with. I just thought you'd find it more <laughs> satisfying to have it go yourself. I have eight spells I could do this with. Uh, <laughs> why don't I just try this rocking back and forth motion that Trescott has, has given us? So I'll go forward for a bit and then put Take it in reverse and forward and then reverse. You do create some ripples here and realizing that that little slit that you look out of is rather close to where the demon blood rises on your machine right now. You realize you're creating some waves and it seems to be getting dangerously close to rolling flash, flash. itself into the machine. I will cease doing that. Uh, well, I guess I guess next step is the, is the demon blood. So Trescott, do you want to rod some in? Well, it seems like Hugo had his, his own decisions. He... It's magical in nature. I will briefly summon Mage Hand, thumbs up Trescott, and dismiss it. <laughs> Gross. <clears throat> Fancy. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if Hugo's not going to do it, I'll like... I could do it if you want. I just, you know, I thought you might like getting I mean, some yeah, of what I, you I, said. I just don't want to hurt the rod. It's my That's problem. a good point. Okay, I, I fine, want I to do fast. I can, I can do it. Then. Uh, I'll resummon my Mage Hand and... It can carry up to 10 pounds. I assume that's more than enough to just, like, scoop a bit in the palm of it. So, I mean, there will be a risk, as you've, you know, probably at home placed mm. water in the palm of your hand before, right? It does yeah. have a tendency to run out of the hand or through the fingers or something like that. So there is well, a risk here. Can I give it a poke and see how, like, thick and viscous this is? Because if it was water, I assume we would have just sploshed straight into it. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you, with the mage hand, I assume you're Yeah, yeah, well, of course. Right. <laughs> I just, uh, as I pull up my, like, my D100 chart of shit that happens when you touch yeah. this stuff, um, you poke at it, and yes, it is a little bit more viscous. It is, it is 
blood and demon blood runs a little bit thicker than like your your general run-of-the-mill human blood but it does still have like a flowing motion right there francis was able to create ripples and waves by you know trying to shimmy the machine back and forth so it still has you know fluid properties here yeah so there is there's definitely a tendency of it like running could possibly run off i'll try to do that i'm not gonna like dunk my entire hand in i would carefully like get a small portion in the palm of my hand kind of thing Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd go for that. All right, uh, I want you to roll. This is going to be because you are controlling the mage hand here. This sure. will be a check with your uh, spellcasting ability, which I believe is intelligence. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Something good. Not a nat one. We've rolled a lot of nat ones <laughs> already today. So far. 17. That's 17 is good. Yeah. <clears throat> You're able to get, like, a little scoop out here in the mage hand and keep it steady enough that, like, it only drips occasionally. Fortunately, you're rather skilled in maneuvering the hand. So as the drips like fall onto the top of the demon grinder, and then like you, you know you maneuver it into the hatch once again, right, full of this demon blood, um, you're able to keep it away from your friends so you can maybe mop it up later without touching it, right? Other hand is prestidigitationing it. Off yeah, the as as you we continue <laughs> yeah. to go, absolutely, uh, and you are able to bring the hand towards you know the blue glowing furnace here of the machine. Now, I know this is uh, a little hard on the machine, V, but, you know, let's try to get out of here. Uh, If everybody's holding on to something, I'll use my other hand to, like, grasp. uh Yeah, get the the oh shit handle. And, uh... Uh, yeah, I'll just dump the hand in the And, Francis, whatever you do, gun it. (laughs) Are you sure? Okay. You're, You're the man in the no trust, but I'll trust you on this. Five intelligence, let's go. Okay, Uh, so from this, as you dump the demon fuel into the machine here, uh, it flares, right? We've seen this before. The soul soul force here just flares up, and I would love, as you hit, as you gun it, Francis. That's what Trescott's told me, so I'm- Roll me strength at advantage from the demon grinder itself. Oh, I've got- that's the one sheet I don't have open, you know, bear with me. Uh, strength. Okay, so with advantage, so that is a uh, twenty there. Uh, sorry, so I'll take bad. the first two rolls. It'll take the twenty there, <clears> and yeah, and it lurches forward, and the demon blood goes up the the front surface here of the grinder as it pushes forward and splashes through the front of your like little tank slit that you look through here. Francis, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Oh gosh. A 24. A uh, it's okay. Whatever your dex bonus is, is going to be plenty here. As you're able to move to the side, as it does splash through and onto the ground inside the demon grinder here. Uh, fortunately, I think Hugo can press to digitate the rest of this off as you're <laughs> able to avoid the mutating properties of the demon icor. You now have the machine steadily moving through. It's like watching any of those videos of people in trucks that try to drive through flooded waters. Fortunately, you don't really have an exhaust on this thing. It is just powered through the, you know, through a soul being sacrificed. So that's cool. Don't think about it. Yeah. Uh, the Demon Eye Corps having revved the engine high enough here, it pushes through the large lake. Um, again, I think fortunately it never gets deep enough to like cover the, the entire surface of your Demon Grinder or get back up 
to that spot where the uh, the viewport is. And you're able to eventually see through your little tank slit there, the demon zapper kind of glowing off into the distance and push it that direction. Now, the demon blood here and its boost lasts a minute. So I want you to make me a piloting check here. <clears throat> so what we all you... used to laugh at land vehicles, eh? <laughs> right. Uh, so... Yeah, right, yeah. If we had taken only if we had taken the land vehicles proficiency at some point. Uh, I, I will allow you to make a choice here. Because oh. this is going to be survival, perception, or just your raw dexterous ability in being able to avoid essentially getting stuck again. Okay. Uh, well, my perception is the highest of those, so I will I will use perception here. Okay. So you're trying to perceive the best way forward here at a 17. You're able to do so. It seems that you find what we would call like a bit of a sandbar in the midst of this uh, demon blood lake, and you're able to get the machine up and out a little bit here, and it seems that it's got a bit of a straightaway towards the demon zapper. Um, only about 15 to 20 minutes passed, and you were able to arrive back at the demon zapper not getting stuck again where you find that the radiant light cascades down from that rusted monument shaped like the upraised mandibles of a giant beetle again recognizing that there is a unicorn trapped inside that particular contraption now as a reminder uh you would remember this as characters in this game the sphere will target any nearest fiend and eviscerate it so just keep that in mind should you have any fiendish tendencies or maybe be carrying a fiend in a pocket or something like that. Are you wanting you... to stay in the car, Trescott? <laughs> I'm not a fiend. I'm, I'm, I'm still human, Francis. I think. All right. And I haven't come around to reanimating this fella, and I'll sort of clink Barnabas in my rope pocket. Yeah. So we should be fine unless anybody's harboring any little nasties. I don't feel like we're <laughs> Uh, the bell? We still uh, have, well, uh... He He's sealed inside the bell, right? So, I mean, I had it last oh, time, and I didn't get it. What about that fellow? I still have it. I, we I... should get him out sometime. <laughs> I really don't think I, I, I really I, I, I am very opposed to that I don't want to do it mm. yeah Maybe I think Bowser can stay inside okay so um, exiting the vehicle here back at the, uh, the, the foot of the demon zapper uh, Rolzala will reveal himself to you the Dao once again um, go ahead and bring up her their picture once more as well we have brought the titan's blood oh, that is good he was willing to give it away Uldrak. Uh no we had to go on one quest that led to another and so on and so forth until eventually we traced it back to here to, to you so oh, well it is good that you made it back the uh the demons have gained quite a large foothold here on Avernus in attempting to mm, their battle at Elterel. The Zapper has been quite busy. Uh, I'm impressed that you were able to make it through here. Uh, please, the the blood. I believe you have a whole bloody cauldron of it. How much did you want? 
I should only need a few drops. Uh, okay. Um, I, I guess I'll just get. Is there like a, a loose cup or something like that? Just you need the hand cup. again, Francis. <laughs> uh, a loose cup. I mean, each of you would have like your um, like travel pack, right? You'd have your own All right, little. Well, I'll tin go cups. back to the the demon grinder by myself and use Trascott's cup. Okay. Yeah, you grab wow, Trescott's wow. cup off his pack. Um, it's like using Trescott's toothbrush to clean my shoes. And yes. Stuff like that. Oh God. Uh, you think Trescott has a toothbrush? <laughs> uh, yeah. So you uh, come back with a cup, and how was the blood collected? Well, gin- gingerly, I guess. Just you know, like filling up a. Uh, yeah, I think V put it in a vial. Yeah, it's in a vial. Oh. Um, put yeah. a vial in a cup. There you you just, like, put the vial <laughs> in the cup, <laughs> hand it over. Okay, well, I get, I get, because I, I thought, I remember Joel describing <sighs> it as we had a bucket of this stuff, so. Oh, I mean, Uldrek poured, a, like, gallons of this stuff. I can't remember exactly how it So, V has a vial. I would just take the vial, then, not the yeah, cup. That's fun. I just, you're playing V, so I thought it was funny. But, okay. So, yes, you give the, the vial over, um... And Ralzala will take it and pours it into their hands, rubs it together here and then over their chest, and then just sighs as if a weight has been lifted off of them. And they look at you. <sighs> Thank you. The debt is paid. And I appreciate it. Are you still uh, seeking the help of Bell in the overthrow of Zario? I believe so. We want any help that we can get. Any help, yes. I'd rather not deal with a pit fiend, to be completely honest. But mm. so, so just just must. to remember, you you were keeping her in there, right? And I point to the unicorn. Oh no, that is I did not put her there. That is um, Zario is doing. I swore loyalty to Zariel to gain revenge from a rival that attempted to ruin me and uh, ended up regretting the arrangements because I was not allowed to leave the side of the demon Zapper as its guardian. Fortunately, the blood of the Titan can kind of break that pact, that promise. Uh, you wouldn't happen to have any idea on how to free the unicorn, would you? Or the oh, I... Uh destruction maybe of the the demon zapper itself i suppose i would uh, not uh suggest punching the orb that traps the unicorn but maybe you know the rusted pieces of metal around it that are not obviously charged with radiant energy that will eviscerate any being that should interface with it Noted. I don't know if I'm physically strong enough for that, especially since we just walked through Avernus for several uh, hours and I'm exhausted. Um, I, I would assume that you're not exactly the biggest fan of Zario, and it would be awesome if you could hit the things with your cool big hammer. Maybe? I suppose I could do that, but I've already made a promise to take you to Bell and a letter of introduction and all of these things. I do not care whether or not the Demon Zapper exists or dies. Though, to be fair, if the Demon Zapper is destroyed, the demons will gain quite a true foothold here on Avertus. 
would that maybe i don't know play against zariel at all or play into oh, her that... hands hey she is the executor of the blood war on the side of the of the devils so i assume that she would be rather perturbed at the loss of such a powerful weapon quite upset you would say hmm. she will already be upset that i am no longer in her service but should we execute this overthrow by uh, getting in contact with bell maybe it won't matter Oh, I'm I'm really quite neutral on the subject of this demon zapper. I understand his benefit by destroying the demons, but if it hampers Ariel, there's a benefit there. So I I I, I don't really have it. Well, if this if this I mean clearly very powerful Dao were on our side, the the other side is maybe you know Rosala. What about what about them? And I'll gesture up at the unicorn in the in the demon zapper. Were we to free them, would they be a powerful ally? They are powering this incredible machine. Oh, I am. Um, if you are able to uh, convince it, I suppose so. It's not very talkative being encased in that uh, blue crystal energy, you know. Hmm. They are uh, a unicorn, likely mostly uh, goodly in nature. Perhaps they could be convinced to assist you. Now, for Do me... Do you know how we'd break the Zappa? Uh, again, I think if you just smash the rusty bits around here, it probably will disrupt most of the magic. Good at smashing. We do have a pretty siege-heavy vehicle. Uh, I remember hitting a few things with the... The uh, wrecking ball seemed to do our, a lot of damage. Our camera zooms in on the wrecking ball strapped to the back of your yes, vehicle. Just, uh, should we just do it then? See what happens? We're not going to be anything bad, right? Soon it's was. not my plane. <laughs> well. Yeah, I mean, we can give it a go. What's the hurt? It hurts Zariel. Well, we could be overrun by demons, demons. before we mm. get there, but... If worst comes uh, to worst, I'm sure we'll get away. I I don't want to see the unicorn in... trapped here. Yes, I, I think they're meant to be quite virtuous creatures. I, I That's why I'm asking. I agree. I think we should free it. All right, uh, I guess I recall uh, of our conversation before I did a dumb. Uh, it, w it was very keen on getting out. Oh, of the thing. yeah, absolutely. After I, creature, I want to get out? Be, no. <laughs> I assume it would be very uh, appreciative. Yeah, probably. Well, if we're overrun by demons, gentlemen, it's been fun. Envy you as well. Well, I guess I'll, I'll I'll drive, and you can. Man the, the smash. Ball. Man your own jackhammer. Yeah. Um, a reference what I would like is like you guys basically just back, you know, the vehicle up yeah, to where you, you can know. get a good swing with the uh, the wrecking ball here. Uh, Rosala kind of just stands to the side and to watch this madness. Um, <laughs> roll me uh, some wrecking ball, Trescott, since you are so very practiced in its regard. That is a 27, 27. to hit. Um, 92 damage. 
Uh, and it, it's, yeah, it's an object. It deals 92 damage, and a huge chunk of this rusted piece of metal goes crashing off of it here, and the demon zapper kind of leans over to the side. Uh, you've definitely dealt it a hefty blow. Give me uh, another one as you bring the wrecking ball back around. Right as I... I'm about to attack. I just say, get ready, everyone, in case all hells break loose. Ha ha! I'll hit it with another absolute shame. Yeah, seventy-two uh, damage. Another seventy-two points of damage. And uh, yeah, as you crash through, basically the other side of these giant, you know, beetle-like mandibles that come crawling out of the ground here, the the magic that holds that orb to the top is broken, and it comes crashing down. And it seems to function less like crystal and more like glass as it shatters into the Avernus landscape here below. The unicorn lying on the ground amidst the shards of the former trapping crystal. Uh, I would run up to the unicorn. And I get to speak celestial. Wait, I don't remember if it speaks common. I don't care, I'm speaking celestial, damn it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, are, are Are you okay? And it seems like a little, you know, groggy. If anything, as it's come crashing down here, uh, but it kind of rolls its eyes around and sits up a little bit um, onto its hooves and speaks to you in Celestial. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm okay. I I never expected to be free of that prison. Thank you. I, I couldn't sit by and watch. Essentially, my kin... Uh, go through that. This place sucks. I hate it. I want to save the people and then I want to leave and never come back. Hmm. I understand. Um, and it, like, shakily gets to its its hooves and legs here and looks about the group and will just, it talks to, talks to you telepathically here and it will speak in, you know, whatever your you know, native tongue is is how you would understand it. Thank you. I appreciate you freeing me looks over at uh the dow my captor it seems that you've had a change of heart and things and i appreciate you coming around rosala just speaks aloud here eh, i am free of zariel's pact here so i do not rightly care what happens to you anymore my new friends. My name is Mooncolor. Nice. That is a unicorn name. I love that name. Right? It's very unicorn. Uh, who do I owe my thanks to? I know. Probably all of us. Your names, my friends. I wish to know your names. My name is Tresca. I'm Francis. I'm Hugo. Trescott, he looks at you and goes, Oh. And then (laughs) looks over at Francis and goes, Oh. And then sees V's demonic arm. Oh. Oh. (laughs) And then, you know, taking into account Cyrus's blasted up bodies. You all seem rather kind each of us have been touched by avernus in various ways we're still in my opinion my hope good at heart 
says Trescott. The unicorn <laughs> looks. He's, there is one way to find out. Maybe not on Trescott though. He's uh, he's having a he's having a little his... unwell at the moment. <laughs> we don't want to push him. Hmm. I understand. Well, I appreciate your assistance here. What is your plan on the plane? Are you returning back to the prime material anytime we soon? We want to save El Terrell, actually. It's being, I'm not sure if you could see it from up there, but it's being dragged down. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my sight was rather limited to enemies as my power was drawn from me to blast them from existence. El Terrell, the city from the plane. Yes. You're saying it's here. It's touching uh, the river. I'll just to the sky where you can see it. <laughs> yeah, being like being dragged down. down and... Oh. Have a look for yourself. There it is. What is the plan to save these people? Overthrow Zariel? What would that do? We aren't really sure. In fact, I don't even know, and I've seen a few kinds, what kind of magic is being used to drag them down, or if it's magic at all, but we're hoping that at least Zariel can illuminate what's going on, and mm. maybe we can convince them to stop. This is this is old, old history in our show here, but you do know why and how Elturel came to be here. Um, just as a note, every citizen of Elturel had to sign um, essentially what they were unknowingly signing as a pact in uh, promising their souls to Zariel and Avernus under the guise of promising their loyalty to Elturel and its defense. Um, oh yeah, with that corrupt lord, I forgot. Yep, his name. Yes, that's yeah, right. forever yeah, yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that Hugo did specifically mean he didn't know how the practicality of Eltrell literally being dragged down is happening. Right. Um, yeah, okay. They're big chains. Yeah, big chains. I'm not a chainomancer, so... Uh, moon colors. Well, I... As thanks, I would like to assist you in whatever way I can, though my ultimate goal would be to return home to the forest. It's your home, I assume a different realm than here. Oh, and Feyron and the Moonwood. Yes. Very nice. How do you think you could help us? Well, kind of like looks over at the now wrecked demon zapper. My powers are formidable in nature, and I do have quite the healing ability should it come down to it. And, well, the horn is not just for show. It's quite the weapon on its own. <laughs> I'm sure it is. You, you mentioned healing ability. Indeed. Oh, <laughs> didn't think of that. <laughs> we have a celestial friend who um, has been dead for a couple days. Oh, unfortunately, my magic is limited to those that are sick or injured. Death is not a thing that I can heal. I, I look at V and was like, "Worth a try." 
do you know yeah. of the play? I mean, how long have you been here? How long were you up there? I think Mooncolor just looks at uh, Ralzala. I have no memory of how long I've been trapped here. Razala shrugs. I was conscripted by Zariel some... Well, it is hard to count time in Avernus, but it I feels know. quite some time. Zariel came into power some... What? Hundreds? Hundred and fifty of your years ago? Something uh -huh. along those lines. And Mooncolor, did you see any of the plane before you were captured? <laughs> Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately not, my capture was on Feyran and not here. Ah, that's unfortunate. Indeed. We would love your aid in any form. Please, we, we, we keep losing allies left and right, and any, any ally we can have would be... Grace against the... I feel like that should cause me some concern, but there would be no better use of my life than saving those that are in need. Uh, there is one minor caveat that you might not enjoy. What is that? Uh, as you can see, um, many, if not all of us, have had some uh, issues here and um we uh at, at the end of the day we we want to save el corral um and we might end up uh getting the help of a devil you look to the aid of devils to overthrow another devil and yet you wonder yeah. what the end result will be I, I, we haven't met the other one yet i'm just gonna turn to her Rosaria. <laughs> like Rolzala will shrug and go, ah, I mean, Mooncolor here does a little bit have a point. It's Bell to take control of Avernus would be very happy to, but uh, he is a devil. We, we, just want, we just want to save the people and then leave. At least I want to leave. I hate it here. <sighs> I miss my mom and sisters. Back... When I was on the material plane, I remember legends and stories of an angel named Zario that flew through a portal astride a golden mastodon at the head of an army to beat back the tide of fiends that plagued the land around them. Perhaps you could remind Zario of what she once was. Yeah, so we thought our friend might be able to do that, but um, she she's she's the celestial that died. Hmm. I wonder if she still to. could. Yeah. Hmm. What is the direction your celestial friend had you going? Where did she wish that you? God. You see the state of our map. It's been a few places. <laughs> I think I think Lulu did want us to find Zariel's sword, right? That sword, was, yeah. That's right, yes. That's what she wanted. That's why we went to Harriman's Hill. Is that where it last was? Uh, oh, that's episodes ago. <laughs> that was 190 years ago. Ralzala Rol will. Ah, 
The sword, it lies in a bleeding citadel, trapped in the scab. It is in a, uh, some location from here. Uh, perhaps you could, uh, revisit, uh, the hag in the bone brambles and, uh, see if you can't get its location again. Hmm? I believe it was in the, uh, the, 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 the yellow cloud. Um, sulfurous cloud yeah, is the that's, word that's that where that, that's where trying the, yeah. to not say. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look at each other. Where did you come about the information? Is it reliable? I can't think here particularly reliable. It was, it was it? Red Ruth. It was part of your deal oh, I know. in defending <laughs> the, the bone brambles in her home while she went for a bath. Mm. That she told you the location of the scab and the bleeding citadel. I love how convoluted the story is. Or convoluted, we have made it. <laughs> so perhaps should we get the sword and then Bell's Forge or Bell's Forge and the sword or one or the other or? Well, maybe we don't need Bell since we have a uh, mold color. Not any yes. offense to our friend here. I think a pit lord is several <laughs> different shades of powerful to anything we've encountered, really. Indeed. But that may be reason to not engage with his services. We don't want to replace one evil with a greater one. Rosala again shrugs. It was only an idea, and you were looking for allies anywhere. I'm not holding you accountable, Rosala. I'm just thinking out loud. I mean, I, I, I really don't know what to what to do or what the best path is for us. V is our legitimate voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Craig, voice of reason time. <laughs> you can't put this on V. <laughs> Pick a direction. Let's go, buddy. Let's do it. Um, v suggests that we go um, to the Bleeding Citadel. I agree. Get this I think we should go to the Bleeding Citadel. I think you may be best served in that regard. Rosala will not. It, uh, Bell is indeed uh, no former angel, but uh, a devil through and through. There would have been complication there, of course, but he would still be eager to overthrow Zario and take the throne of the plane himself. Well, I think we this is a do... wise decision. Yes. Well, can we count on you two to come with us? Ha, no, <laughs> I am free of my binds, and I will be transporting myself home for the first time in hundreds of years. I think it's... you're the smartest person here. I do what I can. Mooncolor, you know, kind of paw at the ground here. I will accompany you. As long as there are goodly souls that I can assist in saving, it is the least I can do in thanks for your freeing me. Until then, however, perhaps I can provide us a way home should my magic fully return to me. That would be nice. Cool. Speaking of, um, healing moon collar, yes. you can see our friend here and I point at Cyrus and how he's like half dead on the floor. 
is there a way to cure this man's exhaustion? He absolutely had a wicked time through walking Avernus. <laughs> Rosala kind of shrugs. I did what I could. He was a bit of a mess after being blasted by your magical energies lying dead upon the ground. I used what was available to me. Moon color. In my defense, in my defense, I I know that I, I have had um, uh, uh, experience with celestial energy and not being too terribly hurt. Uh, I also am dumb. Hmm. It is something I might be able to assist with. Let me... I'm... And she kind of comes over with like the long you know, horn and just touches you on the shoulder with it. Magical energy pours out from the creature and into your body, Cyrus. Um, you would regain hit points should you have been missing any of them here. And should you have any diseases or poisons, those would be removed from your body. Unfortunately, it does not reconstitute your flesh. And Moon Color takes a step back after dumping this energy into you here. And, uh, it seems that your affliction may be beyond my abilities. You would need the assistance of a higher power. And he's kind of mad at me right now. So... Hmm. I, I mean, I, I haven't asked, but I don't... I don't want to be a bother. I... Perhaps in saving the people of Alterel, you can find your way back on the good side. It is an act of great good to save those souls at the cost of self. It's true. I think, I think the most important thing for me right now is to sleep. <laughs> yeah. color swings their head over to Trescott. So this leads me to my question here. What are you doing here? And why? I am not going to lie to you. I sold my soul. I don't know who I sold it to. Tell However... What sold it for. Or... <laughs> I sold it to try and gain the power necessary to save the people of Elturel. Oh. That is why I'm here. I will deal with the consequences of that after we save everyone. Trescott, are you telling the truth? I am telling the truth. That's exactly why I did okay. it. <laughs> I just, I just, I want to know for sake yes. of, of, you know, the unicorn and the things that they can perceive. They can do. Yep. Yeah. Nope, that was, that was 100% Trescott truth right there. And Mooncolor, like, regards you here. Big horse eyes, right? I see. Hmm. I would call it noble if it wasn't so foolish. But perhaps we shall see if you made the right decision. Only time will tell. Now... Shall we set off, then? I feel as if we delay any longer, <clears throat> more lives are at stake. Now, uh, do, you want, do you want to ride in the vehicle, or would you just run alongside or fly alongside, or...? Uh, I am rather swift, but I think if you would like me fresh 
for any fight that comes ahead, we will find a way to make things fit. I don't. I, do, is, have we seen a horse box or anything like that? We can trailer. <laughs> is there a trailer? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go back to Mahadi and grab one. Um, you wouldn't know. I mean, the the demon grinder that you do have, like, it's door opening. You have a hatch, but it also has like a cargo opening as well. It's just not something that you can really do while driving, right? Um, as you like, kind of move the. Uh, the wrecking ball out of the way you can kind of drop this platform out for larger you know cargo on oh, this is mahadi's there's got to be like a secret horse compartment <laughs> <laughs> just on the potential that maybe he might acquire a unicorn at some point in time yeah, who knows right right um, um yeah so it, yeah. it lies open there you would be able to it's going to be tight inside because it does it fits up to eight creatures right um Fortunately, you are missing some creatures. Uh, it's going to be a little tight, but you can fit moon color in uh, as well. Some of the operation of like your, uh, I believe, like the side harpoons here. Um, yeah, the harpoon flingers. Like one of those stations is just unusable while moon color is in the vehicle. Well, it's a, it's a tight fit, but it should work at least to get us to the Citadel. Okay. Is there anything else that you would like to do at the former site of the Demon Zapper? Uh, no, nothing for me. Oh, Let's go. Good. Let's go do some stuff. Let's go I guess I'll do say some bye stuff. to the Dow. <laughs> yeah. Cheerio! Sure. Have fun in your own plane. I wish I could join you. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you want to join. join Literally anywhere but here. <laughs> okay. And so we set out from the former site of the Demon Zapper, and head north past where the Tower of Erm used to be, skirting around the edges of the Hell Wasp nests and heading towards the great phosphorus cloud towards the north. Roughly a day would pass here during your traversal, uh, fortunately in a regard that is uneventful in Avernus. But that looming phosphorus cloud, and you note the lightning inside of it, and it seems to be raining as well from this yellowish sick looking cloud what's the rain look like uh roll me like as you kind of do you like park outside this thing and start taking a look around like pop open the hatch observe for a moment i mean i would assume so oh yeah okay yeah roll some perception checks yeah 19 nicely done i rolled a five i'm okay. still staring at the unicorn as you sit at the edge of the cloud radius and the storm that rages within, lightning crackling and striking the ground in rather obvious locations about, as well as it seems to be pretty random as you observe it, the rain begins to pour and you hear it hiss and sizzle as it strikes the sandy and somewhat, you know, lava rock 
structure that makes up the Avernus plane. Yeah, I expected that. At this point, I'd be disappointed if it wasn't acid rain. Would somewhat tame Avernus to have regular rain, I suppose? Uh, is there anything we could canopy or something? I don't know if I have any, any spells or abilities that would protect us. No. No, not really. I protect myself from it, but that seems awfully selfish. Um, no, I'm afraid not. We may just have to hunker down. But the demon grinder surely can deal with this sort of thing. Damn it! Does does Moongaller have any acid protection abilities? Oh, unfortunately not. Everything I have is related to healing things. Well, let's hope. Uh... Let's hope V can put this thing back together once there's full of holes. All right. So, with this, you wish to head into the storm. Is that right? Sure. Yes. <laughs> sure. Yes. Hey, I feel like sometimes I need I need to ask, right? Because. It's going to get kind of painful for your demon grinder, and it is the responsibility of its captain to make sure that it gets to continue to exist. As you head into the storm, lightning crackles and strikes around you here. Um, for the first portion heading in, I need a piloting check here with your, uh, with your decks. Francis. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry, Dax. There we go. Uh, 22. Ooh, a good 22. As lightning <clears throat> strikes the ground just in front of you here, you're able to whip the demon grinder around and, uh, you know, avoid being struck by the lightning. The rain, though, does begin to pour. The demon grinder is going to take 12 points uh, of essentially acid damage as it begins to hiss and sizzle onto your, uh, you know, carapace here. Uh, unfortunately, it does not have any resistance or immunity to acid, and so this will burn into the structure of the vehicle here. While this is happening, and while Francis is driving, is anyone wanting to do anything to assist um, in any way? And do you have any ideas on how to help? Uh, I guess V, being an artificer, will like have a pile of scrap and a and hammer and nails or whatever, ready to patch a hole Boons. in the roof as soon as it appears. Okay, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep keeping a lookout for any uh, potential holes in the hull. Okay, yeah. absolutely, that's good. Anyone else have anything they're either preparing to do or doing uh, to assist Francis in this mad dash across the uh, the Avernus landscape? I mean. The only thing Trescott can really do is try and keep a lookout and try and give kind of help navigate to be like, okay, giant rock ahead. Hey, Francis, giant rock ahead. <laughs> yeah, Trescott, so there's... there's a tiny slit I can see out of. Either you can <laughs> pop your head out and get hit by acid or shut the hell up. <laughs> well, I can also... Can I not also look out the slit and help? You, you like you sit over his to... shoulder and just yell things at You're him? Managing to backseat drive backseat. a team driver. <laughs> uh, you can certainly do that. I don't know if Francis is going to be super helpful, but roll me a perception check. Why not? Give it a try, Trescott. You got this. 
An 18. 18 isn't bad. Okay, we'll keep that in mind. Cyrus or Hugo, is there anything that you want to do, like, in assistance or uh, in preparation of things? I mean, things? there's not much I can do. Sure. Uh... I, I mean, realistically, I, I could contrive something, but realistically, there's not much I can do so. Okay. Okay, so you know how in this Garbo country, companies can be treated as persons, right? Can I treat the vehicle no. as a creature? No, <laughs> it is not a creature. It is a vehicle. <laughs> I know, I'm just being stupid. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's anything I can do. I would, like, I would like to dimension door the gargantuan <laughs> vehicle here. Uh, through space. Um, no, okay. I was gonna give it a shield of faith. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately not gonna work there. But as we continue driving, Francis, I do need another dex check here for piloting uh, with advantage due to Trescott's backseating at an 18. As he's able to point out in the, like, the downpour of acid rain here, you know, a couple of rather large rocks for you to avoid. And you are able to avoid them here. Um, and then I want... A, uh, a dexterity saving throw from the vehicle itself. From the vehicle, mm -hmm. okay. As yeah. you're able to avoid some of the larger rocks, but lightning still strikes in the area around you. Uh, I was just checking it didn't have advantage for some... No, it's the prone thing, though. The... Um, so it's just a straight dex check for the, Correct. the demon grinder. There's a two. That is a two, and the lightning will find the mark here. Uh, dealing 30 points of damage as it strikes the vehicle. And a hole does indeed appear in the vehicle, and I need everyone inside of it to roll me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, oh gosh. I love those. I rolled a 9. Uh, so first one's for Francis, an 18. <laughs> I rolled a natural 20. Nice. Second for V is an 8. Okay. Um, so the vehicle here... Okay, Cyrus with a 13. And let me get... Poor Mooncolor is also in this and at disadvantage because they can't move inside this thing. Uh, that is an eight. Fortunately, the, the hull of your vehicle takes the brunt of the damage. Um, so Hugo here, you're going to take six points. Uh, Francis will take six points. Trescott, Cyrus, V, and Mooncolor here will all take 15. Does evasion work here? Yes. Cool. I'll take six then. Oh, yeah. I think that, does evasion have to be successful to take zero, right? Uh, yeah, if, if it's success, wait. Yeah, if it's success, I take none. And if I fail, I take half. Okay, allows you to make a dexterity saving throw only to when to take half. You instead take no damage if you succeed and half if you fail. Yeah, so you'll take also the six, which is fine. Um, which I know my half is a How little bit less rain? than that, but that's, that's the real question. Yeah, now there's a hole in the roof. So I, I need wanna... V to roll me a Tinker's Tools check to take whatever remains of the scrap metal that we have to try and patch this location so acid rain doesn't just continue to pelt down inside at those in there. That being we'll said, see. the vehicle does take nine more points of acid damage as you continue to drive through the storm. Hugo is furiously leafing through his uh, Atlas of Endless Horizons. Okay. And has spent the last minute swapping the spell Watery Spear into his list. Ooh. Okay. And when the hole in the roof appears, I will summon a 5-foot radius, so 10-foot diameter Watery Spear and hold it above the Demon Grinder to absorb all the acid rain. It's 5-foot diameter? 
Uh, no, it's five foot radius, so it's ten foot so diameter. It says like a bit of large a creature huge. in it. So okay, yeah. So it's going to encompass a good portion of the demon. The yeah. demon grinder is a gar again gargantuan vehicle here. So there sure. is going to be portions of it that lie outside. I'd be holding of this. it like over the like crew cabin so in front, if you like. My my, is it a, the the spell? Is it as a point within range, or can you attach? Okay, it so to I an summon object? it. Well, this is the thing. I summon it uh as an action but yes. then i can move it how far like each turn 30 feet which is pretty thing can travel quite quick <laughs> the yeah. demon grinder has a speed of 100 feet i could instruct francis to slow down you can't would it you like seems to? like a not yes well i would say francis hold it under my my sphere it'll protect us from the rain i, I have to look ahead hugo you have to well slow down <laughs> if you slow down and but do we no... want to spend more time in the rain? But it won't hit us with this over it. And then we'll have a giant acid ball that we can throw at something. But that'll come right. later. How long I does will... the spell remain? Uh, I can keep it up for a minute. One minute, traveling at 30 feet per round. Uh, so 300 total feet that you can hold this thing up. Okay. All right. How can we see? Sure. I'll do that then, for now. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So that's what you do. I can you recast maintain, it if it fails. Yeah, you maintain the concentration on this thing here to Oops. absorb as much of the acid as possible. As you've done that here, uh, the, the, the vehicle will then take half the amount of acid damage that it would re regularly. So this will be just four as it, you know, is absorbed mostly by the watery sphere that is providing a bit of an umbrella for your vehicle here. That being said, Francis, you've had to slow down quite immensely right the lightning still rages around you here and you're no longer moving as quickly um is anyone else preparing anything stress are you doing like the lookout thing still here of course okay roll me another perception check as you continue to backseat drive i rolled a seven that is a seven unfortunately not gaining the advantage the here necessary for francis <laughs> francis i do need another piloting check as you again try to avoid in the torrential downpour here obstacles and lightning it's a 10. It Prescott, is... get your great big bonts out of my face when I'm driving! The lightning, Sorry. again, will find the vehicle here, as I need another dexterity saving throw from everyone inside of it. Unfortunately, the watery sphere does not necessarily negate the lightning that lances through the area. Um, but yeah. Vegan, that one. Oh, yeah, 20. Okay. Rolled again, fortunately, the hull of your vehicle takes the brunt of the damage here. Uh, so this comes down to, to 12. Uh, v will take the 12. Francis, you'll take six. Cyrus will take zero due to evasion. Trescott, you'll take six. Hugo, that is 12. I have to roll concentration as well. You are. Uh oh, don't DC 10, good to go don't there. Don't drop it. <laughs> uh, Moon Color anyway, will take another 12 here as well as you continue to drive through this. And you could, yeah, and you do so. And this, this goes on for quite some time trying to hold this sphere and things above above your head and you know another five points of acid damage as the rain continues um francis roll me a perception check and trescott okay. too because you are looking out I the really sea. Hey, we're not far from this thing. i'm hoping yeah it's a uh, 15. okay at a 15 fortunately you see a break in the storm and it seems to be in the center of this phosphorus cloud that looks to be radiating out from a central location here and you see what looks to be a 300 foot high like mountain-esque form 
and it looks it's hard to see through like the the actual bits here right it's hard to see like what this thing actually is but as you get closer and closer to it you see something sticking out the top here this form this citadel of a kind and i'll i'll go ahead and well i'll pull out some some hopefully we have a little bit of a picture here for this in that uh it looks to be like a mountain chained to the earth this citadel lies inside of it and you look ahead of you here and you realize that you are still some 300 feet away from the base and the break of the storm is there anything that you would like to do in your continuation of moving here um I will just uh Mooncolor, can you move your your head near my near me so I can fetch you because I'm gonna get a bit stressed out right now. <laughs> oh yes, sorry. Um uh, <clears throat> right here, yes. Oh my god. Uh <laughs> yeah, wait, why why can't I find the the damn picture for this apparently is not easily findable. As we break into the eye of the storm, you just see Hugo just like <laughs> throw the giant sphere of water back into the storm. There it is. Yeah, and you throw it back into the storm, the sphere, uh, now out of your grasp. Uh, there's the, the picture of the scab. This is what you see in the center of the storm, a citadel rising out of this bloody-looking mountain some 300 feet high, God. these great iron chains strapping the citadel down to the ground here. Quite apt. Can't help but notice a uh, motif of holding things with chains. Yeah, it's how yes, Avernus just how us. horrible Avernus is, to be honest. I thought I'd always, you know, picked it up in my mind, but no, it's it's truly fucked. Yeah, it really is. Um, so as the uh, the orb is flung behind here, Francis, you see this. Would you? This is. I'm going to give an option here. You can instead of doing the like piloting checks, you can choose to instead like push the vehicle to its limit and dash as it were to get there faster but this will basically mean that there's no check against the rain or the lightning what would you uh, like to do no slow slow and slow and steady wins the race Joel. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bomb it right as we see the finish line no i'm gonna okay maintain the pace okay uh so hugo has said that the or the the sphere is no longer atop the vehicle so would you yeah. like to ramp back up to your your normal speed Yes. Okay, cool. And that, then, go ahead and make me a piloting check. Um, I did not see a Tinker Tools check from... Oh, sorry. I me. meant to... I, I, I forgot. What what attribute is it with? Uh, is it's it with going to likely be dex because it's due to the Thanks, speed okay. in which things need to be patched here. And I need two. Okay. So that's 17 for the first hole. 17 and... Not 20. 20 for the second. Yeah, so it seems that we have just enough scrap to cover both of these holes here. And uh, at an eight on the decks, unfortunately, we are still going to find that lightning striking us as it rages about the area here. Uh, I need deck saves from everyone inside again. 25. Uh, 16 for Francis. And I will say, I've actually forgotten anyone three. inside gets a plus three because of my aura of protection somehow oh, an Oathbreaker has. <laughs> but okay. it wouldn't have mattered any other time. It, it wouldn't have mattered any other time up to this point. Because it does it's like matter for five. V here now. Uh, so, Trescott, V, Cyrus, Francis, 
uh, all take five. Hugo will, uh, so, so sorry, she'll take zero. Hugo will take the 10. And our our friend Mooncolor here is also going to take 10 because with disadvantage, this is miserable. Um, okay. See a bubble around Hugo seem to shatter. Okay. Oh, I, I spent ages preparing that this morning. The Demon Grinder also takes 12 points of acid rain damage as it continues to eat into the hull. Fortunately, in the next 100 feet, you break through that surrounding, you know, circle, the eye of the storm here, where you see the Bleeding Citadel on the inside, and you're able to get out of the raging sulfurous acid storm around you here. Joel, once we break through the storm, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull over. Um, sure. So I don't want to just immediately start driving towards the scab. Um <laughs> Want to take a look around first. Yeah, absolutely. And so from here, you can kind of like, you know, pop your head out the uh, the hatch. People can take a look around the area. Go ahead and roll me just perception checks. It's a five for Francis. Yeah, Francis, you were killing it today, huh? <laughs> Hugo with a 12. Francis, do you want to do V's as well? Oh, sorry. I keep forgetting... It's okay. My bad. Uh, 23 for V. Okay. Cyrus and, and V with rather rather high rolls here. Um, as you look out towards the scab, you note that it looks like the lower hundred feet of the scab seems to have taken this bit of a, like a rocky form. Um, but the, un the upper 200 of this mountainous looking like flesh seems softer it's covered in these weeping wounds blood pours down the side of this hill as you look about it here though i think v would be the only one to notice that there's figures moving about the top of the scab here and as v watches they disappear inside of it seemingly found some kind of entrance into the bleeding structure. Now, V would, would point out the entrance that she saw the creatures go into. Um, does it look to be any regular path up, Joel, or are we going to have to walk across the giant wound? So, looking about here, it looks like the easiest way would likely be taking one of these great iron chains that is holding this thing down. Oh, great. That being said, you could attempt to climb the scab itself, but it looks like it is likely slick with blood and would be a rather difficult climb unless we have ways to do that. Additionally, you've got a horse. I going to say, we do have a unicorn. <laughs> and Cyrus can fly, right? We have, we have some ways to get up there. I can make all of us fly if we want to. I, mean, I can, I can slowly, I can, le <laughs> I can levitate myself. Um, oh, not this have again, to throw you around. This. <laughs> yeah, so you, I suppose if we give you a solid push after you levitate, then well, your if, chief if magic will do the trick. If Cyrus just, you know, holds my hand or grabs my shoulder as we're going up, he can sort of pull me along, and I won't... Because, I mean, the last time I climbed on one of those chains, I lost the arm almost, so... Well, I'm loath to do it again. Hello. 
if there's no alternative course, it, it really is quite quite a lot for me to make other people fly, but I, I think can't do it. you'd I guess my question to uh, to Mooncaller: How many how many people do you think you could handle on your on your back if that's okay? Unfortunately, I do not think I could climb that slick surface with just my hooves. But I have recovered somewhat, and I believe I could teleport three of us to the top at that entrance. Well, you don't have to take me, so perhaps you should take... Is three including you, or is three with... Myself and three others. Oh, well, perfect. You should take Trescott, Francis, and V, and Cyrus and I can fly up. Be aware this will be the only time I can do this today. I think I think it's it'd be better possible to do... we should save that? It's an escape plan? Yeah, it's true, actually. Steal the sword and get out of there. (laughs) Again, only myself and three others. Some would have to be left behind. Some of us are fast. It's this. It's the cat. Some of us can dimension door to places they remember. That's that's true, actually, as well. Yeah. So, I wouldn't say we'd be stuck. Yes, we have two people who can dimension door. I believe. I believe you copied me with that, Hugo. Did I really, Francis? Can you teleportation circle? No. Arcane gate? No. Plane shift? No. Gate? No. I can. Wait, you can plane shift and we've been here the whole time? Oh, I didn't mean to say that. (laughs) I got baited by an old sparring partner. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, so that would mean that uh, if if things did... Sorry, can I just ask, Joel, whilst this discussion is going on, can we be taking a short rest? Yes, absolutely. Can we take a short rest after this discussion so some of us can <laughs> I, recover spell slots? <laughs> I think the discussion can happen while you take a short rest. And while we do that, let's take a short rest ourselves since we're about hey, halfway through the show, the show here. I do, though. So we will be right <laughs> back with more Descending into Avernus where we may descend into Literally. a, f- a fleshy bit. Are we, We're kind of going up, though. It's, it's, it's up on that... It's up on a hilltop. We're kind of ascending. So but far, let me assure you, we shall find our descent. But yes. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Everyone good? Ready? Feeling let's, good? Let's, Coffee and let's stuff? Let's win some Avernus. Let's win some Avernus? Welcome let's back to winning off. Avernus. Yeah. <laughs> where our party slowly loses their souls while in Avernus, but that's winning. That is winning. Remember when we used to go to bathhouses? That was fun. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I actually missed the Baldur's Gate portion of this campaign. I thought it was yeah. so because fun. I wasn't in it. Yes. Yeah. No, the stakes were just lower. The stakes were much lower. It also it was just I don't know, it was fun. It was chaotic, but it was fun. Yeah, the Baldur's Gate section was really good. Yeah. I think. So uh welcome back to Avernus. We are outside the bleeding citadel and the scab, this fleshy mountain that encapsulates the citadel. Uh, while it's being held down by these black iron Avernus chains. So Let's how would you like it. to ascend? Oh, I think some of my friends are scraping. Noise. Oh. What are you oh, scraping? Sorry. Um, I was, I, I you got some scratch-offs there? Um, I think <laughs> I was rubbing, I think I was rubbing up against the mic. Which <laughs> sounds kind of weird. Like, I don't know, I think I think my arm was rubbing next to it. We're, li- we're leaving uh, that in? 
Uh, <laughs> Craig was getting real nice and close to personal Just keeping for you. myself entertained whilst you're doing the world building, Joel. <laughs> I'm sorry that it bores you so much, Exposition? Craig. Fuck, Fuck that. <laughs> the next time I play in one of your games, Craig, we're going to do the same thing. You just wait. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, so we find ourselves outside the 300-foot-tall hill, and we've seen some creatures, some somethings, making their way into a hole at the top of it. So how are we getting to the top? You've also taken a, a short rest here, so if you rolled, like, hit die and stuff like that, go ahead and do so. Francis um, rolled all oh, of his. <laughs> uh, well, mine and V's, John. Oh, I see. Let's not get too hasty. Yeah, let's not get too, too hasty about it. So don't worry, Mooncaller's going to roll theirs, too. Uh, we're going to give it a nice little 3d10 action. Oof. Nice. Okay, he's still a little... I say we fly there. He's still a little hurt, so we're going to do another... All right, so 18 plus his cons here. All right, cool. He's back. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like flying there and having Mooncaller have the ability to get us out quickly uh, might be the best bet. Instead of blowing that teleportation to get up there and then not have any way to get out. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I can I can levitate, uh, so I can fly up. It's really no problem. I well, can't fly. We, we, yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's kind of the thing. We have uh, at least two things that can't. Uh, Mooncaller, can you naturally fly? No, I cannot. Four things. I I mean, Mooncaller can teleport some of us, or we but, can but save that. Could or... only do that like once. Yes, but we have two people who can teleport people. Uh, okay, look, I can make more than one of us fly it. I'm sure we can figure it out from there. Uh, yeah, Hugo is right. Why don't we just... Mooncaller, you can teleport, uh, like we said, Trescott, myself, and V, and... Um, Hugo and uh, Cyrus can fly up. But maybe teleport us just as they're about to get there. I don't want to get teleported up there and then have to sit around waiting for... Five minutes. Well, I suggest we teleport our incredibly armored friend up first in case there's anything up there. But yes, anyway, uh, I'll cast fly on myself. Okay. I'll give myself a flying speed. You have a flying speed now, I believe. What, how long does fly last? Oh, 10 minutes. Okay. Plenty of time. Yeah, my fly that lasts one. Correct. So you gotta, like, Get up there. Fuck it. Uh, the issue with that. The issue with that is my speed is halved. Yep. Because I'm tired. You gotta just get up there. Dash. Dash like okay. you never dash. Well, if Cyrus had told me any of this prior, I could have made him fly. Well, I hey, know. it's been an hour. We can say that you have had this discussion because no, I've already yeah. cast fly on myself. Alright, never mind. You gotta fly on yourself, Cyrus. You can fly you can fly. You got a min you got a minute to get up there. Um, and then Mooncolor will teleport Francis, V, and Trescott to the top. Are we wanting Hugo to scout this first, since you have 10 minutes to, to do so? Sure. Um, I, yeah, sure, I can if, if people request me to do so. Okay, I'll, I'll fly up and have a look. Okay, sure, absolutely. Um, go ahead and roll me a perception check as you fly up here uh, towards the great disgusting scab the size of a large hill rising up from the stinking swamp of blood. The domed top of the Alabaster Temple pokes through the scab, and black iron chains attach it within the grotesque mound. You fly up to where V had pointed out she saw figures making their way inside, and you do note something. Yes, there is an obvious way to enter it, 
through a rather large hole near the top. Looking down inside of it, it looks like there's no light sources inside that you can see. And it looks like the interior here was dug. You can see scrapes and claw marks and teeth marks of what looks to be burrowing into the side of this fleshy structure here. I, uh, okay. Well, I'll sort of float like half the way back down and relay that to my companion. Yeah, kind of like shout it out down there. Yeah. And, sure. Um, Mooncaller nods. And, All right. Those of you that are wish to teleport, hold on. I touch the unicorn. Mm-hmm. He okay, shudders no. at your touch, Trescott. He would. Uh, and you are teleported to the top outside of this circular gaping wound at the top of the scab that forms a tunnel descending into the darkness. Cyrus, well, I guess uh, yeah, you I guess sprout I'm your wings and fly. Flying, yep. I'll be I'll be dashing as well. Yeah. Uh, in in that amount, you would be able to ascend to the top of the you know the three hundred foot high area here within your minute. Um, rather exhausting work in your state, but you are able to arrive next to uh, the unicorn, your friends, uh, at the entrance of the scab. I'm so tired. I believe that is a, a once a day use. Is that correct? Yo, well, it's once per long rest, but yeah. Per long rest, once a day. Okay. Uh, yeah, you sit outside this hole. The darkness kind of coming up out of it here. What do you want to do? I guess we're going in. Um, I guess so. Geronimo, as they. Does anyone... Why did you go first, Trescott? I can't see. Does anyone have a light source? Um, I mean, I can put light oh, on I... everyone. I can see in the dark, but. Uh... You want to just cast the, the light spell on, on Trescott here? What wins, my darkness or my lightness? <laughs> Fortunately, the light spell is not interfered by your uh, your darkness, your hatred. My hatred, yes. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll lead the way. Trescott's leading the way. Okay. Trescott, out in front as you begin to descend into the hole here. It goes downwards quite a ways. Um, go ahead and roll me a perception check since you are in the front here as you kind of look outwards. Hugo, you a can six. roll one as, as well with your dark vision kind of assisting you. And see how much you can kind of see Four. in the first area here. We are so good. Sure. I can't see shit. Okay. I can see. I can see. A 12. Uh, as you descend into the scab here, the winds of the wastes behind you kind of fading away. Uh, as you push deeper into the darkness, Trescott's light, giving you a bit of a way to see through here. You see the scab on one side of this narrow passage has been stripped away, partially revealing one of the Citadel's stained glass windows. The opaque blue and yellow panes depict the contemplative face of a beautiful angel. Is there anything that you would like Ariel. to do here? as I also move you to a rather curious map. And I thought this one was interesting, so we're going to use it because unlike many of the other maps in this game, 
This is not top down. This map is this actually is side, on. side on. Ooh. Which is oh, rather interesting. Great. So the stained glass window here in front of you is what I've just described. And there are different passageways that proceed deeper within the scab. You can make your decisions in that way. The path that you just came in was up this direction to your left, leads outwards back onto the plains of Avernus. So again, this is a side-on map for everyone at home here. So just keep that in mind that if we do run into any trouble here, some of this will be kind of a theater of the mind experience yeah. or locations. Everyone's, right? everyone's standing like this. Yeah. Everyone just remember the wasp nest and is like, oh god. How many times <laughs> will they misunderstand Terraria? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, tr I mean, Trescott would definitely, uh, can he like look through the glass? Like, is there anything on the other side? So yeah, again, it is opaque blue and yellow opaque. paints, meaning you cannot see through Darn. it. I hate here. that word. Oh, opaque. Yeah, sorry. Opaque. Um, yeah. Hmm. Such a beautiful picture for being such a disgusting place. I get the impression that this stuff, I'll say gesturing at the the bleeding walls, um, <laughs> perhaps grew around the citadel, maybe give, lending the name of the, you know, the bleeding citadel. Logical. That, that would make sense. That is a powerful deduction, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which, which way are we going? I'm just kind of floating, I'm kind of floating around inside, like having a little peer down each passage because I've still sure. got to fly up. Okay, yeah. Um, roll me a little little perception check as you do oh, so. We'll take that into account. Joel, can't you say investigate? I've got plus nine in investigation. Well, investigation. If you would like to investigate, Natural twenty. The... Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> this is D and D, folks. Yay! <laughs> take that, Joel. I can't tell you the smartest thing that you can possibly do is tell your DM to fuck off <laughs> when you're entering into point. the We're darkness in... here. Um, yeah, absolutely. At a natural twenty, as you you kind of move about here, I'm gonna I'm gonna drag your token a little bit as you kind of like give uh, a little bit you know closer perception of the of the the passageways down this direction to your north. Uh, you note that the passageway extends quite far beyond your vision, and it doesn't sound like you can hear much of anything, you feel like you can hear voices down that way. Um, but it's much too garbled and too far for you to understand um, like what language would be being spoken or anything like that, but you do hear something down that direction. So you kind of come back around and you know, float down closer to this area here and take a peer down this way. Again, it extends past your vision, but you do note that it goes pretty far downwards. And I think that what you hear in this one here and rather simultaneously in this one here, as you also find a passageway that moves down, is the buzzing of insects. Quite a lot of them is what it sounds like in those directions. Not again. Um, but you also note that there does seem to be a bit of a passage that kind of canters off in this direction to your, your south and west. Hmm. Well, I hear voices of some sort coming from that passage. I'll indicate the top one to the group. Mm -hmm. The others seem to go quite deep down, and, well, the ones to our south are full of buzzing sounds that I don't particularly fancy educating myself on. 
You've made my decision for me. We go this way. <laughs> it is Sidon. Is there a way for us to get up there? Yeah, it, it, it's fine. You don't need to be able to just get up there. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with it too much. Again, this, this map's a little bit weird. Uh, so we're going to do some theater of the mind work here and how to maneuver about it. As you continue tell, you to tell me when to stop, way. Joel. Yeah, sure. Uh, I would love for you to stop, and I'm going to just drag you down this direction uh, till about right here. And uh, you know, I'll like more for me, roll map. twenty. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those, <laughs> I love it when those you work. big maps. <laughs> Fortunately, I've got it running on uh, two separate instances, so that's a lot of fun. Love loof. Yeah, so you kind of find yourself here at this crossroads, and I would love a, a perception check from you, Trescott, as you kind of like make your way over here. One of these days, this will work. Not today. Uh, yeah, you note that it does look like there's a couple of things happening here, that there's a passageway that kind of continues off towards your, your east, and then there's one that kind of like goes down this way. And you can hear, even with just a two, the, the sound of voices, but they're in a language that you don't, understand um however fortunately for you one of your friends new friends does gonna say it's the unicorn <laughs> wait That's, i don't what language is it uh it is abyssal i don't, I don't know abyssal <laughs> it is abyssal Curses. and so in telepathic form as a unicorn does hold i, I sense demons about we must be careful moving forward. There are some rather close to us. I can hear them talking. It seems that they are waiting for some form of meal. They seem to be arguing amongst themselves on who gets the first bite. Are we able to respond telepathically? Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's us? Uh, I, I am confused as to why demons would be in here in particular hmm. perhaps they have also learned of Zariel's sword I'm sure your celestial friend that perished would be able to tell you I miss Lulu <laughs> I think we all do uh do you know which direction the voices are coming from? I can hear them, but I don't... To our south here. I feel as if they are just beneath us. Mm. Well, do we wish to get the upper hand on them or avoid them entirely? There were other tunnels that led deeper in. I vote to avoid them. But you said there was buzzing in the other ones. In that two of the other ones, there, there was one without buzzing that seemed to just lead deeper down. Be a good idea. Is that the decision? To turn back? We need V. <laughs> She's the smart one. Is, is, is V and a bunch of dumb dudes? <laughs> I mean, I have an intelligence of 20. I think you're the idiot, Cyrus. But... All right, well, you... Well, okay, okay, Mr. Intelligence of 20. You make the decisions then. I shouldn't make the decisions. I've hurt myself so many times. Yes, okay. Point uh, dress I mean, cut, I right think... direction. 
I think we should go back and investigate the tunnel that leads deeper. But I'm going. Here we it go. Is a group going. Consensus. Right okay. We. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll drag the rest of the group if you guys don't want to to move. That would be handy back. actually. Just save me the arduous task. The arduous task. As I move us back. So yes, Hugo. Again, the buzzing came from the one directly next to you here on your eastern side, and then one of the south, the, the southeastern-looking passage from down mm. here. Uh, so the one, this one here, mm -hmm. was no buzzing. There right? was. Oh, there was. Sorry, I thought you meant the two down here. Uh, what about so this? So there was buzzing in in this one this one, but not to the southwest ah, passage. Ah, right, okay. Well, I would lead towards the southwest passage. Then. Okay, sure. Uh, as you move down to the southwest passage, again, I'll just grab whatever remains of the group here and kind of show you in this 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 little spot here. Um, so this, is again, is a side-on area. Um, so give me just a moment here as you uh, proceed to the other side of the map. Oh, goodness. As you pass over what seems circles. to be this blood pool on the ground, you're able to skirt around it here. And there's a narrow passage ahead that looks like you may even have to crawl through it a bit to be able to get to the other side. Uh, will our new friend be able to fit through there? It looks really tight. I mean, let's all be honest. It looks like it looks like the intestines. <laughs> I mean, He's I get it. I mean, is this, does this thing have organs? Is, is it, I don't know if we can equate the same things to it. I mean, it is. Would you, would you like to in investigate the walls? Not really. You know what? I will. I I I, I'll, I would like to do a medicine check to see if you want to this... medicine check the walls. Yeah. Okay. Use my knowledge of of humanoid anatomy, I guess. Sure. That's a 20. 20. Uh, it is definitely a fleshy substance. It is, in fact, bleeding. Now, how it has come to be, whether or not it has organs, is unclear. But it is flesh. Hmm. Yeah, so everybody, um, we, we are either, at least the way I see it in this horrifying, terrible garbage place, we are either in a dead slash dying creature of some sort, an amalgamation of the flesh of, I assume, victims of hell, or we're just in a place uh, that likes to be decorated with flesh. Uh, none of those options are fun. I hate, I hate it here even more. I don't like the idea of cr crawling, but it might be all we can do. The issue is, and I'll, I'll look at, uh, I'll look at Mooncolor and be like, I, I don't know if you can get through here. Yes, it looks like we would have to dig it out, which I do not feel very <laughs> confident about. Hmm. So does that mean we go double back again, another direction, or we press through? Well, you, you are muted, Tristan. On you are muted. The silence. So buzzing, buzzing, or demon. <laughs> or, okay, you can have demon, buzzing, buzzing, or ass town. Make your choice. 
<laughs> With potentially demons are buzzing on the other side. We're not sure yet. True. I mean, I guess I would pick if, of all the things the demons. I really didn't. So I, I'm going to assume that the buzzing is probably the wasp type creatures that we've met before. I imagine and, so. And I really don't like them. Um, I would take the demons over them. So if Mooncolor can't fit through you without us digging this place out, I'm also scared to to dig and cut away at this place in that, in that maybe it alerts some higher being that either exists in the walls or could tell, uh, I don't know, whoever is in charge here. So perhaps the demons is the best route if we don't want to dig it up. Do we have anyone quiet enough to scout ahead? Because perhaps this is the direction that we need to go. Says the DM now foreshadowingly. I, now that Hugo is no longer a rogue boy. I, mean, I, I can uh, go invisible and Francis can as well, I believe. I can and I also have a plus 11 to stealth, so. <laughs> well, off you go then. We've got a volunteer. Alright, I will sneak I will sneak through the ass on my hands and knees. <laughs> uh, do you choose I, I chose not to say sphincter for a reason, but okay. <laughs> do you choose to, to cast invincibility on yourself as well, I'm, or are you just going to No, sneak? I'm I'm just going to sneak initially, so if okay. you, if I, shall I make a roll, Joel? Absolutely. Roll me a stealth check. It's a thirteen, so mm. not so, great. So pretty good. Francis, can you see in the dark? No. Francis, how are you going to proceed? I guess I will start crawling through and then be like, wait, I I just realized I I can't see. Maybe someone with dark vision should go ahead. I I can't. Come crawling back. (laughs) I mean, I have not. Does anyone make you glow? Does anyone else have dark vision? Besides dark vision. Wait, you're not a human. I'm half elf. I always forget that. Cyrus, do you want to go ahead? I, I don't love the look of that. Be my guest. I'll, I'll do it. Cyrus, in your exhaustion, you do have to roll these at disadvantage. That is true. Your first point of exhaustion would cause these disadvantage, which I've been rather generous about true. your perception checks and otherwise. For hey, today. I totally forgot about those. But this, yeah. this one has some real meaning, so. I'm going into. Oh, we're losing you, I think. Got real crackly there. That was very weird. Roll me a stealth check with disadvantage. I think it got crackly because I was moving my token on roll 20. Okay. Roll me a stealth check with disadvantage. 16. 16. Cyrus, you move forward and crawl, moving very slowly and carefully until you get to about here. And I'm going to move the the map for everyone at home to be able to see a little bit. You see the edge of something here. The side of the citadel kind of extends upwards towards the center. But you also note something across. You see a fiend. And then you see another. Resembling scaly, nine-foot-tall, bipedal toads standing waist-deep in a pool of blood, bellowing as they claw at each other look a little bit like that for those of you at home. They're cute. Yikes. Floating near them is the half-eaten corpse of a bearded devil clutching a glaive. The pool itself looks to be roughly 20 feet wide and 40 feet long with a horseshoe-shaped ledge around it, and they are 
just biting and clawing and tearing into one another. The party behind is going to be able to hear this sound as they begin to tussle. Not a fan of that. I really hope that's not Cyrus. It doesn't sound great. I think he'd be louder if it was Cyrus. I feel like he would have yelled banana bread by now. I'm going to crawl back. Okay. I'm 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 going to go backwards instead of turning around. Yeah, just kind of I want to be yourself able... backwards. Yeah, I want to be able to to make sure that like if they move, I can kind of just like you can see them. <laughs> flatten myself and stay still. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to be pretty well distracted here as you begin to, like, shimmy yourself backwards. It takes a little bit of time to, you know, push yourself through the tighter portions of the area, but you are able to make your way back. That wasn't um, you, thank goodness. No, uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that too quickly. Uh, it was um, some frog-looking demons uh, uh there was a there was a bearded devil that uh, uh, looked like it was being consumed oh, oh. it may but be that demons Sorry, ahead, in, it may be that demons infest this area seems that way did you see a way through or i was unable to see I, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the like what you would have been able to see. So you saw the walls of the citadel, um, another some more of those like stained glass windows, um, but it looked to be an encapsulated chamber. There was a pool of blood, but there did not seem to be an exit. I relay that. Hmm. A dead end, then. Yeah. It's a good thing we didn't just immediately choose to excavate. I do feel like that would have... Uh... Okay, so essentially we're down to um, giant hell wasps, giant hell wasps, or devil or demons that we could potentially get to drop on. Seems like a s simple answer, in my opinion. We're just going to go back where we were initially? Ooh, that's my That's my vote. And if I'm leading, through, yes. if I'm leading the way, that's my fault. <laughs> I'm I'm inclined to 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 agree. I those wasps traumatized me. What am I saying? Everything here is traumatizing. I'm gonna go back home and I'm gonna have nightmares for the rest of my days. So we're proceeding back to the first demon location. <laughs> Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> yes, Joel. I believe we are. <laughs> all right, I'm going to grab everyone here and kind of bring you all up to that spot as we make our way back around. Kind of find yourself near that location where you had previously heard them. Well, do we just start firing at whoever's in there? Trying to get the drop on them, like Hugo said? Perhaps we should proceed quietly. I don't do that very well, Francis. I know, but you can still at least make an attempt. I sure can. Yeah, let's uh, proceed quietly. Okay. Uh, roll stealth checks. Um, that is a two. Trescott. Ten. Uh, yeah. Eleven. At disadvantage. 
Uh, yep, yep. Okay. Wow, this is going really well. Good clink. Good so that's clink. a that's a nat one from Trescott. Ten for Cyrus Francis at a sixteen. Uh, thirteen for V Hugo with an eleven. And uh, let's just do our unicorn friend here as well. That's a that's a six. Ooh, so great. we uh, get to the spot. And I'm going to just like drag Trescott down here. And yeah, Trescott, um, you're, you're kind of noticeable because you're literally just a light beacon glowing. of light mm-hmm. in the darkness here. Uh, so as you get to this location and I describe what you see in front of you here, a pool of blood fills the center of this chamber. Uh, five goat-headed demons reeking of rot crouch along the edges of the pool, staring at a corpse within it. They all look up at you and shriek out something in Abyssal. And I'm going to need everyone to roll me initiative. Okay. They say, hello, welcome to our humble abode. <laughs> Would you like some dead body? Turns out it's fresh. they do not do that. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we'll just go ahead and roll that in here. And uh, let's let's give it the old... Yeah, I like this song. We'll just use this one. I um I I oops myself. Okay. Uh let's see. I got V, Francis, Trescott, Hugo. So I need to add Cyrus. Yeah. At a 19, and then I will get Mooncolor added as well. I hope Mooncolor points their their horn at it and just like fires like a giant laser beam. A laser beam? (laughs) Yeah. Rainbow drone. Um, It would be a rainbow. Fortunately for you, this creature gets to go first, and I'll I'll go ahead and show you what these look like. Goatman. Yep. Goatman. They have these boils and pustules and flies buzzing about them. They smell horrific. And they have long barbed tails as well. And this one will vertically leap up towards you, Trescott, here, landing on the ground in front of you and is going to uh, attack. I figured as much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Is going to use its barbed tail to lash out at you here. Uh, It is a 19 to hit, which fortunately you're going to be able to catch with your shield, and it will not be able to do, uh, make any damage against you here. Cyrus, go ahead. And yeah, as as a note, this again is all like flat ground you can maneuver around things here so like if you wanted to be next to the creature you can more you can do that um we just kind of have to use a bit of our imagination here on this sideways map who uses imagination playing dungeons and dragons playing dungeons and dragons i know it's all all about that realism uh yeah i mean i i because my speed is lower and i'm i'm exhausted anyway i'm gonna go ahead and just like not Oh man, I'm so happy by the way that that we had a day of of travel because if I had disadvantage on attack rolls, it would be very difficult. Yes. So, are you just going to use your sunbeams here? I am just going to use my sunbeams. All right, go ahead. Uh, so that's one. Yeah, it's four total. Oh, you're gonna do the uh, flurry yeah, blows. Yeah, keep. Okay. One, two, three, four. Whoo! Yeah. Two all right. In a row. The first uh, two wow. here at a 27 and a 20 are going to be able to lance through this creature. You note, obviously, it's not wearing any armor of any kind. It just has, it seems to have a rather tough hide as you're able to blast through it here. Um, I do want you, however, to make me a constitution saving throw as well. 
Um, as you do so, you do deal 16 points of radiant damage to the creature here. Okay, on my con save on a 10. You note that just being within a range of this creature, your flesh begins to necrotize. Take a d6 of necrotic damage for four. As I take two. As the bugs of the creature just eat into your flesh. Finally, I, I'm taking necrotic damage, which I'm resistant to. Yep. Uh, okay. And I shouldn't be happy about that. Points bugs are eating into your flesh. Damage Yay. here. Okay. Cyrus, anything uh, else, movement or otherwise? No, no, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay put here. Yeah, yeah. Moon Color is going to go charging down, uh, you know, in whatever space is available here, to then slam or attempt to slam their horn into this creature here. Uh, and a 22 is going to be able to hit. It's going to take an additional 2d8 worth of damage on top of what they've already done. So it'll be 13, it'll be 18 total here, and. The little bull zoo is going to have to make a strength save. Is knocked prone onto the ground by the unicorn here. Uh, it is then going to stomp onto the creature at a 15. We'll deal another 10 points of piercing damage for a total of 28 total points of damage to the bull zoo that is now prone on the ground. Great job. Yeah, actually, that did an immense amount of damage. Uh, the other creatures are going to come leaping up onto the side here. Um, Mooncolor will take a d6 of necrotic damage for that first one there. And all right. And they're going to lash out at, at Mooncolor because this is the, the biggest target that they have in front of them. Two barbs tail attacks here. One is a seven. The other is a six. And fortunately, Mooncolor is able to avoid both. Now, V starting their turn within 30 feet of three of these Bulazus uh, is going to take a d6 plus three points of damage of necrotic. So okay. seven total points of necrotic damage just at the beginning of the turn. Next one. Um, is there space or is- Yes, absolutely space to like kind of like move around. You can move through your, your allies and things like that. Okay. There's a bit of a ground here that you can move <clears> around. Uh, so V will walk up to the the prone one and try and hit him with a lightning launcher. Uh, absolutely, with, the first attack. with advantage. Uh, so twenty-five. Absolutely hits. Go ahead and roll the damage there for nine total points. And the creature um, looks incredibly injured at this point. She will try again. Uh, Fourteen. The fourteen will just pierce the natural armor of the creature for another nine points of damage. Uh, and yeah, that'll be enough to kill this one. Very nice. Uh, and then V will, um, I guess she'll move down there and end her turn. Okay. Uh, yeah, another Bulazoo is going to come sprinting across that like outcropping and leap up into the area. Uh, we'll say that this one lashes out at V since they've moved forward. Uh, it'll be a 21 to hit. Yeah, that doesn't Just hit. misses. Uh, for those of you at home, we did do the math on this. V's, V's AC is now 22 with the shield that she has and her two other augments there, so just keep that in mind. Is able to uh, block this just barely with that new sapphire shield. Uh, Trescott. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I'd like to uh, like to stab, please. Absolutely. Um, 
Rod of Lordly Might turns into a big old battle axe, big swingies. I assume I'm within range again. Yeah, you kind of just like move around here. Yeah. Um, at the top of your turn, because there are still three of them here, you do take yeah. nine points of necrotic oh. damage. Oh. Um, which, yeah. Forgot I could yeah. do math on the thing. Uh, cool. All right. Swinging attack. Okay. 23. 23. Absolutely hits. And I will uh, burn a spell slot because that's what paladins do. Mm-hmm. And smite the crap out of this thing. That is 29 Whoa! total damage. Okay. We're going to just say it's the one directly in front of V here just for yes. ease of this. For 29 total points of damage, 14 of which is necrotic. It does not seem resistant to the necrosis that it creates with the bugs around it, the Good. flies. <laughs> Uh, and you watch as pieces of its body begin to rot away here as you deal an immense blow. That was a an immense blow. I will swing once again. Absolutely. 29. Absolutely hits. I'm not going to smite this time. The battle axe that will come 19. through here. Uh, aura of hate applies all the time, doesn't it? It sure does for it me sure and for does. them. <laughs> if they're fiends. Uh, it sure does. Okay. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. For 19 more points of damage. Um, You know what? Close enough. I'll give it to you. That's one point off. Yeah, one shot him. Yeah, that's one point off. (laughs) That Bolazoo goes down. Trescott, any other movement or bonus actions? Um, I am going to do nothing else, I don't think. Okay, Francis. Uh, I'm just going to take like one step back. Um, well, there's Cyrus, um, <laughs> and fire at the at uh, the rightmost. Sure. Bella, Bella, Bullazoo. Bullazoo. Bullazow. Bullazoo is what we call it. Twenty-two. Twenty-two definitely hits. Um, that's eight force damage. For eight. Yep. Ultra high again. Uh, for thirteen. This is agonizing blast, isn't it? Okay. Uh, yes. I need to alter this because they need to have your charisma added to it. Which for some reason is not there. Because Agonizing Blast takes your charisma bonus. That's super agonizing. That's super <laughs> agonizing. Uh, your charisma bonus here is four, so both of these are plus four. Um, the 13 just will, will just miss. Yeah, yeah, it's just for damage. The 13 will just miss, so you'll deal 12 points of damage on the first blast there. Okay. That um, is your action. And then, um, I guess I'll, I'll give Bardic Inspiration to, to Hugo. Okay. In my turn. All right, Thank Hugo, you. You, see, you feel Bardically inspired. Wonderful. What would you like to do? Uh... Viewing these disgusting goat men, I'm going to uh, point out at a point behind them, far enough away to not get any of my companions. Okay. And a streak of green emanates from Hugo's hand and hits the floor, which then grows and explodes into a 20-foot radius sphere. So this is vitriolic sphere. Uh, Each creature in that area must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, so so it'll hit the two of them that remain up here. Guys, uh, deck save. They do not have magical resistance, so these are straight rolls from them. That is a four and a twelve. Okay, so they both fail. So uh, they take twenty Ooh. points of acid damage. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of ones actually. Uh, they take twenty points of acid damage, and they will take another five d four acid damage at the end of their next turn. 
as they are drenched with acid okay. and vitriolic sphere. Uh, this is just me because I had forgotten this. Both of you do take necrotic damage from the flies okay. around them here uh, at the top of your turn. Uh, so, Francis, that'll be three total. Wow, three total for both of you. I rolled b- double right. ones on the d6s there. <laughs> okay. Cool. cool. Yeah, uh, so they'll take another 5d4. So th- this is like, what is that, Melf's acid arrow, but better? Yeah, it's Melf's acid kablamo. Uh, <laughs> noticing the slightly disgusting aura that I seem to be in, I will step back as yeah, well. Yeah, take a, a brief uh, step I'll back here to be able to see down the tunnel, as it were. The last of the Bullazoos is going to come sprinting across and leap forward to fill the space of the one uh, that was just felled by Trescott. And Trescott, oh, having seen you do this, uh, is going to lash out with their tail as a 19 to hit, which will just miss you as you're just able miss to... Again. Sl- yeah, it just <laughs> slams into your shield once again. Nice. You All tried right. this before. Yeah. <laughs> Cyrus. I need a save, right? Uh, there is no save. It is just damage. So you're within okay. 30 feet of these creatures. You take five points of necrotic damage, have down to two for you. <laughs> Get Shrek on. Um, I... Again, fear of mind. I assume I can still see one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to blast. They no, the ones that have been damaged have all died, right? No, the vitriolic no, spear, them just spear still acid. Uh, are here. You note that these are the two that were okay. hit by it. Okay. Um, I will attack the frontmost one. Okay. And hope I don't get nat ones on my sunbolts. Uh, the 24 and the 20 of the of the two there, or of the four total, do hit for a total of 15 points of damage. And the one here, as it takes like these lancing beams of light uh, shrouded in ash through its body, you note that it does leave holes there, and it looks incredibly Holy injured. Holy crap. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Then I'm done. Okay. Uh, our unicorn moon color here is going to make multiple attacks. Does not have the charge here, but will... Uh, use the horn at a 15 to deal seven points of damage to the fr- first, which is enough to put it down. We'll continue to move forward with the hooves and smash it. That is a natural 20 for 23 total points of damage against nice. the second one here. Um, yeah, this one now looks incredibly injured as well. Mooncolor will take at the top of their turn four points of necrotic damage, uh, but that is their turn there as they continue to trample through the Bullazoos. Uh That one is dead. V, what do you want to do? Uh, double uh, lightning launcher again, I suppose. Yeah. Um, against the well, actually, mm, no, yeah. Yeah, if you that. use it at range, obviously it's going to be a disadvantage due to the proximity of the first one here. Uh, I'll just use it on the one next to me. So, okay. uh, first attack, so seventeen does hit for, for eight. eight damage, and then the second one is a twenty-seven for ten damage. For ten more, for eighteen total points of damage. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, good blast. And that ends V's turn. Okay. Uh, again, at the top of the turn, it would have been a D6 plus two for seven necrotic damage. The Bullazoo that is incredibly injured here is going to lash out at uh, Mooncolor. That is a 19 to hit, which will hit Mooncolor for 13 piercing damage. And I believe it, it will get advantage on the con save here. Oh, it doesn't even matter. Turns out a unicorn can't get poisoned. Completely immune to the poisoning effect of the barbed tails. We'll just take the 13 points of piercing damage here. And yeah, the last thing I want is a poisoned unicorn. <laughs> yeah, right? 
Uh, okay. If I drink its blood, will I lose my nose? And Maybe. Uh, so just Balazu, whatever, take the extra acid damage from Connor's thing. Oh, at the top. Yeah, so the, at the end of the turn. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It ends the turn. The acid takes its effect. Go ahead and roll me the 5d4. Uh, 60. Ooh, yeah, Almost and it's enough. The first. And the, yeah, the acid continues <laughs> yeah. to eat away at the creature, and it falls onto its now missing knees and uh, dice. It's just got very thin skin, so... Mm, indeed. Okay, yeah, that one is now gone. Trescott, one remains, and it howls out at you. I'm going to swing my battle axe at its face. 27. Absolutely hits. I love the plus 12 that you get there. 14, yeah. For 14 so points of damage here, yeah. And it is absolutely fighting for its life at this point, right? Well, here comes the other battle axe. Mm-hmm. 22, 22 does hit. 19 more damage. I'll give it to you. It's one point off. <laughs> Yay! As you're able to slam through this last Bulazoo here, uh, slaying it, decapitating it neatly with your battle axe. Well, if this is all that's in here, I... Well, I, I kind of hope this is all that's in here. There are goats, though, Trescott. Have you ever looked at a goat's eye? It's square. It's what? horrible. Have you never seen a goat's eye close up? Uh, it's, not, it's not really square. Oh, it's a, a rectangle. rectangle. It's, okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's very weird looking, and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'll take yeah, a look. Cool. <laughs> uh... Yeah, Francis, they're they're not real goats. They're goat men. Oh well, that <laughs> makes it better that they have that their eyes look so so upsetting to me. Perfect. Um. Yeah, that was gross. So at least you said oh. that they were looking around a yeah. body. I think Moon Color speak of. Shall we investigate what they were doing here? Hmm. Good idea. I wonder if we get someone who has a plus nine to investigation to take a look. That's a wonderful idea. I've investigated many places all over the place. So, yes, I shall investigate the area requiring my investigation skill. Sounds good. Please. Yeah, absolutely. As you move forward here, Hugo, I'm just going to put you into the room. Unnatural 20. Yeah. Uh, You note that this pool of blood fills the center of this chamber, and you see something in the pool. It's somewhat humanoid looking and you've seen creatures like it before uh it looks to be a a night hag it's purplish skin and horns it's not red ruth is it uh with your 20 you would note it is not red ruth oh there's there's some sort of hag in the water it's not ruth mind you but it's it's a similar creature and they were they were eating it I assume so. Yeah. Do you want to investigate the corpse more closely? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, go ahead and roll an investigation of that as well. Uh, just to, like, get a better idea. 27. It looks like uh, it's rather tattered. You note that there are distinct uh, puncture wounds from likely the Bulazoo's tails and maybe even teeth. But it looks like they hadn't actually eaten any portion of the hag yet. You do, however, find inside the tattered robes a belt pouch, and it contains an incredibly uh, perfect diamond. You note that it's probably worth somewhere in the realm of 5,000 gold pieces. 
and a small flask that seems to be full of some kind of liquid. Liquid I've seen before? Um, or is it just... Roll me a nature check at advantage. At advantage, okay. Uh, 18. It's water from the river Styx. Oh. Well, I'm not going to drink that. <laughs> she had uh, this rather lovely diamond on her, and I've also found some bottled Styxian spring water if anybody's feeling thirsty. You really are a changed man now, Hugo. The, the old Hugo would have taken that diamond and put it in his pocket and not told oh, her. I haven't it. given it to you yet, Francis. Uh, I'll put it in my pocket with some theatric flair. <laughs> <laughs> Might be good to know that we have that. I know it's a... No, I don't know this. I, never mind. Trescott would Don't know. worry, Mooncaller does, though. <laughs> good. That diamond could be used to great effect with some resurrection spells. I believe uh, revivify it is necessary in the casting. Think. There you go. Uh... <laughs> v states that she has revivify. Mm, indeed. And this is where if Cat uh, was here, I would make mention of the previous revivify that brought Trescott back and huh, how did that happen? That's so curious. And then, you know, have us think about what that is. But we'll save that for next time. <laughs> well, I suppose I shall hand over the diamond to the player who is not here. There you go. I'll give <laughs> the diamond. Okay. Well, it uh, doesn't look like there's anything else in this cave. Yes, an unfortunate dead end, it seems. Another one. I hope they're not all like this. Well, I'm fine with dead ends as long as we don't end up dead, so... Does anyone know where the entrance the... to the Citadel would be? I have no idea. I mean, I would assume since it's above the scab, right? It's like kind of set on top of this mountain thing. I would assume it's like up instead of down. But uh, I don't do know. Do you know how large the Citadel is? Yeah, it could be that the scab was grown over the Citadel and the entrance is actually at the bottom. True. Hmm. I assumed we were in, yes, some sort of grounds of the Citadel already, but maybe, yeah, yes, there's some sort of inner chamber or fortress, perhaps, to be found, and, like Francis says, at the most central location, which I assume is the bottom here, it would make sense. Maybe we should choose one of the tunnels heading downwards. Do the we may just have to face up to the buzzing. Hmm. Yeah makes sense there's also the the way just this way uh pointing out of the tunnel that we haven't gone either but let's if we want to go to the building let's go that let's go the way we haven't gone yet first okay all right we'll go this way okay well this is looking a bit more ass again <laughs> uh yeah i'm gonna just kind of uh situate some of you guys over here so it makes it a little bit easier to maneuver um, as you kind of head down this uh, this direction here. Trescott, uh, leading the way, do you try to do so quietly, or are you just kind of making I mean, your I'm way a beacon down? of glowing you light You are a here. beacon of glowing light. It's hard to move quietly, mm -hmm. but, I mean, if everyone else will. It's up to you. You're the one currently leading. I mean, I am also in, like, a butthole, so maybe I should stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did roll a 13. Hey, as a not stealthy bad. Check. As you move forward, still a beacon of light. At least you're a little bit quieter this time. Uh, and I think you would get to about here where you, you know, you start to note you know, a bit of an opening in the area proceeding forward until the edge of your vision can see something ahead of you. Waterfall? Yeah, a waterfall. Yeah, something like that. Blood streams down from a gaping wound in the ceiling, filling a large pool that covers the floor of this chamber. A hunk of scab floats in the blood. Right. I, I guess it must just be, you know, when you have a scab and you pick it off, it's probably something like that, I guess. What picked the scab, though? It looks like a pretty big wound. I don't really want to find out. <laughs> Maybe it's best we don't find out. I feel this is getting sidetracked. We haven't made any progress deeper into this uh, citadel. There's no, like, visible way out the back, is there? Beyond this uh, with your current vision radius, right, you probably would have to get a little bit closer to see if there's anything that, that goes past. Right now, you're kind of just sitting at the edge. I mean, I'd, I'd go in and have a look. I'd have a walk forward at least. Okay, yeah. And oh, it looks maybe, like it is... How far can I see? 60 feet? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, okay. It looks like you can see the back edge of this particular chamber. Uh, before you go, oh. you go is, there a, is there a rock or something we could throw into that pool just to see if... The, creature suddenly lunges out of it because maybe that's what ripped do we want to cause the creature to lunge out at us? well i'd rather <laughs> i mean we, we can but i'd rather we do it before we if we went to try and cross the pool well i can see the back edge and it looks like a solid wall unless there is a, a passageway under the, the blood as it were oh. i will take out a, a one of my many ball bearings and say i can chuck this Go for it. Let's see what right. happens. Do you want me to chuck it at ended the so surface well in the last or at or at the uh, the <laughs> scab thing? I, I, I just I guess just I just meant sort of in that pool that it's floating in. All right. Sure. I'll I'll take out both and I'll throw one in the water, and the other into the scab. They both go splashing into the blood. Nothing seems to really happen. Well, oh. I didn't. Uh, Hugo, seems... in your studies, did you learn how to let us walk on water? Oh, wait That's a minute. A very specific question. Uh, no, I'm afraid I don't have that on me right now. I, um... When you can fly, you don't really need to walk on water. I forgot I can walk on water. I can walk along liquid surfaces? You can. Monks, man. Of course you can. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But the Hugo said this is a dead end, so why don't we go back I, to the... I'll just gesture toward... The, I mean, there may be something under the blood. I, I don't know, but I can see the back wall of the this particular... Let's just go back and pick up pick the lower of the buzzing route, right? That, that seems to be the best option. That sounds like a plan. So I think we're backtracking again, Joel. Okay. As you turn to leave the room oh, no. here, um, oh, leaping out at Hugo and Trescott being at the front here are two creatures as they become visible here. Oh, I know what these the guys. What the frick, man? Like barb bar bar gas or something? 
They are called Barlguras. They are ape-like in nature, but with giant tusk-like teeth and claws at the end of their great fists as they leap forward and land down, attempting to bite uh, at both Trescott and uh, Hugo. With advantage against Hugo, it is a 14 for the first bite, and advantage against Trescott is a 23 here. Sure uh, I would like to use my reaction mm-hmm. and my Atlas of Endless Horizons mm-hmm. to a teleport 10 feet away, and I don't take the attack yeah. anymore. Yeah, the attack as it chomps down to try and get at you here, it is unable to do so, and uh, yeah. Go ahead well, and roll me some initiative. Awfully rude. What the blue blazes are they? They were just sitting in here. Haven't they got anything better to do? They reach out telepathically to you so you can understand what they're- Tired of waiting! Time to eat! I, I get it. They, I can't believe they didn't fall for my the ball bearings, though. <laughs> uh, Trescott, that did hit you, correct? Sure did. Okay, for 13 piercing damage. Ow. Francis V, Hugo, Cyrus, Trescott, and Mooncolor. Okay. At the top of the turn order is Francis as you see these creatures come leaping down at your friends. I will agonizing blast the one that just hurt uh, Trescott. Absolutely. Uh, so that's, uh, 27. Definitely hits. Uh, for 7 force damage. And yep. the second attack is uh, 14. The 14 here will just miss as it bounces off the beefy chest of the Balgura. Beefy. Beefy. Uh, I'll just... Uh, pardon me, Mooncolor. I'll just go behind you if that's all right. Um, and I'll end my turn. All right. And he goes, that's fine with me. And he goes charging ahead once again here. Uh... Try to drive its horn into one of the Balguras. Uh, damn, dude, he's killing it. As a natural 20 for the horn, it'll deal an extra 48 worth of damage. 27 for 30 total points and following it up with the hooves here. We'll see if the Balgura is able to keep its footing. As an eight, it does not and lies prone on the ground. Nice. Damn, Mooncolor is out here to kill. It's a 25 for another nine points for 39 total points of damage. Okay. V. Uh, V will... um, I mean, I I assume there is enough space, so she will just uh, go there and... um, I guess she'll go for the the prone one um, with the lightning launcher. So uh, first attack's uh, 20. Yep. Uh, for 10 yep. lightning damage and second attacks uh, 23 yep for 7 lightning damage yeah absolutely dealing 17 total points of damage here the creature looks incredibly injured very quickly and then lands your turn Hugo narrowly avoiding the bite here what would you yes. like to do uh, this one on the floor how injured is he looking really bad Okay. Getting, like, consistently ten... stomped on by moon color. Yeah. Here. I'm going to take ten... S- ten steps? Ten, ten steps. feet of movement back, even. Ten tiny steps. And, uh, I- I'm just going to magic missile the incredibly wounded one. Sure. Uh, I'll just do it at first level. Hopefully that's enough. 
Okay, that is a two, a five, and a four. For eleven a points. Eleven? It is. It's still up, but barely. <laughs> well, uh, he's tougher than he looks. Okay. Uh, I suppose, um, yeah, I'm just gonna back up next to Francis and end my turn. Yeah, this Spargura is going to get up and with its dying action, essentially, recklessly going to punch out and bite here. Uh, it makes one bite attack and is going to make two punching attacks here. Uh, and dear Lord, it is only ever going to be able to hit one as it chops down onto Mooncolor's neck at a 17 for 14 total piercing damage. The punching here, uh, unable to find the mark against V. As you do. Mooncolor is now bleeding profusely its silver unicorn blood. Cyrus, what would you like to do? Um, I am going to use my action. Because that's a bonus action regarding. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, okay. I'm going to use my action to um, utilize my healing hands okay. on Moon Color. Okay. So it regains uh, nine hit points, which okay. is not a ton, but you know, it's, it's, it's something. Um, and then as my uh, bonus action, I'm going to, let's see, do I need to use, do I want to use that bonus action here or do I want to, yeah, I think, I think, what I want to do here is also my bonus action here to put Shield of Faith onto uh, Moon Color. Okay, so sure. he gets a plus two bonus. You start two concentrating damage. on a Shield of Faith on Moon Color's form. Yes. All right. Um, and then I will back up with the other tower. Okay. The other Bulgura here is going to make multiple attacks against Trescott. Trescott is going to be three total attacks here uh, recklessly oh. as it punches and tries to bite you here. It'll be a 20, a natural 20, and a 23 for the three they attacks. They all hit. Okay. Uh, it is going to be uh, the first two are the punches here for 22 total points of bludgeoning damage and the bite as it finds the mark on your torso for nine piercing. It'll be 31 total points of damage. Oh, can I can I use my reaction to Hellishly Rebuke? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, Very Hellish nice Rebuke, uh, I believe, has uh, a save Dex component. Saving throw. Rolls an 18 on the save. That is that is a save. So yeah, he take takes the hat of... Press the wrong button. Ugh, actually, I can press... Why didn't it work? Why didn't it go? All right, I'll just roll two d10s. Okay. Half of 19. Ooh, wow. Wow, almost wow. max. Nice. Okay. Uh, that is fire damage. That matters. For nine total points, fire damage. Okay, you nine. note that your Hellish Rebuke seems to do a little bit less than you wanted it to here. I figured it would. Okay. But happy I almost max rolled that. Yeah. Uh, it is your turn, however, directly afterwards. You <laughs> note that it has attacked recklessly, leaving uh -huh. it wide open to counterattack. Can't wait to counterattack the crap out of this guy. Here we go. So it's advantage, right? With advantage, yes. That's a 27. Definitely hits. And I will burn another spell slotty. One more left of those. First level. And uh, press the button. Do some damage. Wow, that's really bad damage. 17. Okay, for 17 here. And then I will swing again. 
Do I get advantage on all attacks? Yes. Yeah? 24. Uh, just regular attack. That is 15. For 15. Okay. 17. And, 15. Uh, oh, I did. He hit you three times, right? He sure did. Okay. Add uh, nine more points of damage to that. Oh, thank your you. aura of hate. Uh, yes, of course. Okay. Uh, so uh, 17, 50, so 32 total points of damage. Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, Trescott can't do much else. And he looks very injured at this point. You've definitely done a, a good amount of damage to him here. Uh, yeah. Anything I else? I set him up, Francis. Knock him down. All right, Francis. I'll try. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just try and um, blast the reckless fella. Um, uh, they both so... have attacked recklessly. One of them looks oh, okay. to be at death's door. The other All right, one. Here... I will go for death's door fella. Okay. Then. With advantage. Um, Oops, sorry, uh, uh, 22. The 22 does hit. Um, that's five force damage, and then Which the will be attack. enough to kill the Ooh. first one here as the uh, agonizing blast hits him in the face. All right, and I'll attack the other one uh, for 26. Does hit. Uh, for 10 force for damage. For 10 more force damage, and you realize here that, yes, this one is barely hanging on as well. As it, ra- it rages onwards, trying to find Over a meal. Over moon color. And Mooncolor, tossing his majestic mane, will hit for 10 points of piercing damage and follow it up with the hooves at another natural 20 for 17 as he hits him with the horn and tramples over his body, crushing the Balgura beneath it. Get Shrek on? They both die. Well, I wonder if there's a diamond on these as well. (laughs) Would be nice. You ruffle through your rummage through their fur, and all you find are fleas. Yes, devilish exactly fleas. Nice. Devilish fleas, which are uh, amplified by the uh, the the, the, aura, of the aura of hate. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> uh, Mooncolor, are you okay? I saw you take quite a bit of damage there. Yes, I am. Uh, I am all right, though. I believe I need to uh, utilize some of my. Unfortunately, I cannot utilize my magical abilities for myself and only for others. I might be able to help you with that. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I will, if, if you do me, if I do you, um, I'll, uh, I'll give him 30 points to lay on hands. Are you sure? Oh, is my lay on hands necrotic now? That can't be right. I just, I just... This is the first time you are going to be attempting to heal a celestial creature. A celestial creature as an oathbreaker? As that an sounds oathbreaker like a terrible idea. paladin. Mm, maybe I shouldn't do that. That's a terrible idea. I, do you? I mean, it's up to you, right? This is Trescott's brain taking these things into account. I mean, Trescott wants to help. That's the problem. <laughs> we We in the party are aware that Trescott gives off an evil aura, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a spooky dude. It is quite obvious. Okay. It's like standing next to a lesser form of Archon. Okay. Based lesser. on... <laughs> and and you can... You can, you can tell me I'm dumb and wrong. Uh, but based on my religion and medicine and the fact that I have some connection to Celestials, I'm going to go ahead and, and tell Trescott I don't think that you are the best person to heal our friend here. 
It, uh, I, I don't know. But things oh. might go awry? I, I definitely don't want to hurt the unicorn. If, if you think that's going to be the case, I just, I just don't want him to fall either. Maybe I, I, I will just do it, Trescott, to save the, the worry. Um, so I will attempt to cast Cure Wounds at level two. Um, and I just have vanilla Cure Wounds drawn. Absolutely. I, I assume. Um, mm -hmm. So that's uh, 17. Nice. So do a good amount of, of power there. Um, and Mooncaller, the where he was, you know, profusely bleeding from the neck here, it seems to have, you know, healed over the wounds, and there's just stains of his silver blood uh, along his coat now. Trescott try to lay on hands one point to himself to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, you do so, <laughs> and you recover yourself one point of health. Hmm. You note that the lay on hands here it has a darker shadowy cast to it as you call upon your abilities hmm this requires more testing Francis come here for a second <laughs> uh, alright oh also to one point Francis Francis recovers one hit point of health hmm interesting <sighs> I I also am curious. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to try one one point on me? Sure, Mister Celestial Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm an I'm Asmar. So Celestial. Celestial yeah, man. Half Celestial. Uh, <gasps> you you touch him for one point. That little like shadowy bit of energy emanates out and infuses Cyrus, and Cyrus recovers one hit point. This is so weird. I don't like how ominous this is. I think I can is. see a pattern here. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Mooncaller, if, if you need more healing, I can try. Small doses, obviously, at first. Or I can just use it on myself. Either or. I just... If you can't do it to yourself, I... Oh, I feel much repaired at this point, thanks to Francis's efforts. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm gonna burn forty points to you myself. Wow! That much? I did not know that. I uh, I had twenty of my eighty-two oh, health left. Crazy. Yeah, it's so good. And uh, yeah, I have two points to lay on hands just in case. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. Trust got gains a leg again. And uh, yeah, so. Okay. Dead end again, I guess. Unless we want to go swimming, I yes, I I think we should double back and head down one of the potentially buzzing passageways. Feels like all these dead ends just have fights and enemies in them, so it might be best just to stay clear of the dead ends. How do we know it's a dead? Yeah, we don't, I don't know, know. It's a dead end until we go let's, there. Let's just let's just keep moving. <laughs> Drag you guys back to the uh, the crossroads that you were previously at. I think we should go down here to our our east. And I'll gesture towards this. Oh god, it's so laggy. I'll gesture towards this one. Okay. No. Alright. An old adage of mine, if all else fails, go left. 
That would be to the it's right, not. but... Well, no, actually, we walked in from the right, so it would be where we're going, right? Sure, sure, sure. Trescott, you are still in front? Is that the, the sure case? I am. Okay. There is a bit of a tight squeeze through here. Mooncolor would be able to kind of wriggle their way uh, through. Um, that being said, I'm going to kind of just like stack you all up here and drag a little bit further down to this spot here. Um, as you can kind of see that it you know, precipitously drops off down here um, as it continues to go deeper. The buzzing has gotten stronger, but you can hear it more. Instead of like down this direction, you note that the sound is coming from down over here in this southwesterly direction. Well, let's just avoid that way, eh? I think that's a wonderful suggestion. Can we go... So we can go southeast. We can. Let's go southeast. Okay. Um, yeah, as you kind of make I your way... Enemy icon. Yeah, as you kind of make your way down here, um, the buzzing is much more intense. And towards your, your west here, Hugo, you can kind of get... You see a little bit over in that area. And what you see is these... Well, not the larger insectide bugs that you've seen previously, but hordes of hellish flies buzzing around a dark chamber. And you see what looks to be mutilated devilish corpses there. Squash it down. Let's keep going, perhaps. Squash yes. it down. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move the, the group down to uh, this position here. So hold on tight, everyone, as we kind of get down Wee. towards this area. Um, there is a bit of a junction here where this, it gets tight again, and Mooncolor looks a little bit nervous about making their way through. Additionally, I would love perception checks from the group. I rolled a four. And Francis. And eleven. Uh, so, nineteen from Francis and me. Okay. Francis and and V here. You hear sounds ahead. You hear what sounds to be scraping, snarling, and gnawing ahead of you. And it's quite a bit. Uh, I'm hearing. Um, I don't know. I guess. A, I guess it could be a creature, or maybe some sort of infernal butcher. Um, Infernal Butcher, that's a... Yes. Maybe oh, something like that, at least. Um, from that direction. But I really don't want to go down the hellish fly passage. I, I, I would take whatever is down there over the, the flies. Yes, I think I agree. Okay. Hopefully we can get our four-legged friend through. I will do my best, but it may be a bit of a squeeze. Perhaps you all should go before me in case I get stuck. What if well. we have... I was going to say Trescott, but the, what if we have V go last? And that way, if Mooncolor gets stuck, V could maybe push. help to push? I, I suppose, yeah. She, she can use her... her 
shoes to get past if needed, I guess. Yes, I, I suppose so. We All can right, everybody but me, I guess. Go with her in the back. All right, I'll start making my way through it. Okay. Oh, yeah. As you start to everything. make your way through the area here, you see the following. Ten small snarling demons covered in matted gray fur claw and bite a hole into the hard, scabby floor. A demon made of shadow flies over the fiends, oh, screaming at them in abyssal. And then it looks up at you, Hugo. It looks up. And uh, I'm going to need everyone to roll me initiative. Good God. This is real Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, we Dungeons are in the dungeons. God, why do I keep rolling twos My for initiative? So bad. I can't roll over a ten ever. Uh, three nat ones on our initiative. We're all dead. We're all oh, dead. Look at me though. Like, oh, are we any closer? Or did Hugo just run off in front of everybody? Oh, I assume people no, will follow. I, I can't actually see the battle map, so I don't know what we're <laughs> against yet. We no. have had so many nat ones. Uh, my question is, is, is how close were was anyone to Hugo? I mean, I think what? we're all going through at the same pace. I mean, uh, I wasn't going off on my own. I assume people would be coming behind. <laughs> sure. So. Okay. Everybody and then V at the end. All right. Yeah, it looks about right. Uh, okay. Let me get this a bit situated. As these little guys here. This is going to go swimmingly, I can Kevin McLeod was definitely playing Final Fantasy when he made this. Yes. Song. I Absolutely. always think it's Final Fantasy music and it's Yeah. Not. It's not, it's Kevin McLeod coming. You just said. What's that, Craig? Don't worry about it. What's up? What? What's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up, Craig? <laughs> what? I hate Connor so much. Alright. At the top, <laughs> Francis. Uh, Joel, so what can can I move freely between everyone? What's the what's the deal? If you'd here? like to, yes. I think the, the space here is enough for like you guys to pass through if you squeeze past your friends um so it will be a bit tougher to get through this little choke point here i guess i just want to move to the point where i can see the shadowy fella uh sure i i think you, you can go up here pretty easily and or stand right. next to cyrus easily but will, as soon as you're in this spot where trescott and, and hugo are it's very it's getting tight all right. I will. I will stand there, and I will use Ralothib's psychic lads. Okay. Um, so the target must make a intelligence saving throw. I'm targeting the um, shadow demon. That is a twenty-one. Oh, Joel. Um, but he succeeds. Um, so uh, he only takes half damage, and he's not okay. incapacitated. Um, so he will take uh 12 damage Ooh, that was 12 psychic too. damage okay um 12 psychic damage and then he sh uh, francis shall um back up will and then just turn okay v um now can v move past um again colors badass yes that there's enough space up here He's again fat. to move <laughs> freely up to this point and then it is like difficult terrain to move past your two friends here in the choke point uh, okay. I, technically not my turn, but I know stuff is happening. I'm just going to be like, 
I think that we should uh, not go through the choke point and we should force them to go through the choke point is, is my suggestion. Already in the choke point, though. We can back up. Uh, okay. That's what you think. What is V doing? Uh, v is going to cast um, as their bonus action. Um, How the heck do you say this? A shardalon shard stride. Le- uh, stride? Yeah. stride, yeah. Um, so she gains 20 feet extra movement speed. Um, shit, wait, no, wait, no. Yeah. I, I cast that after I get past everyone. After okay. I get past everyone. Yeah. Don't, after I get past everyone. Yeah. Don't, don't at me. Okay. Um, so after so, you get past everyone, which yeah. is, that's 20 feet to here, right? And then that is going to be 30 feet. That's 40 feet. Out is 50 feet of movement. All right, I can't, I can't do it then. I can't do it. I'm sorry, V. I tried to make your character cool, but they're just... They're just... <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, in which case, I will hypnotic pattern, um, if I can, uh, centered here. Yeah. Um, in a 30-foot cube. So it's a uh, um, wisdom saving throw from all of them. 30-foot cube? Yeah, so the center of it being here, Joel. So. Uh-huh. Okay, so 15. So right yeah. on the edge. So, yeah, yeah. Don't try don't try any funny business with me, mate. Okay. Uh let's see. Wisdom saving throws. And the DC is 17. The Shadow Demon fails. And the one, two, three, four dretches. Only one succeeds. This one here is the only one not stunned by it. Great job, B. Um and that'll end V's turn. Okay. Um, Mooncolor cannot get through while there are people in the choke point. And so we'll sit there. Uh, the Shadow Demon is stunned for the moment, incapacitated. That dretch is... Uh, okay. So this one is going to come running up towards Hugo is going to make uh, some attacks here. One with the bite, one with the claws. And that'll be a 15 on the first and a 17 on the second. It will... I believe Sorry, both I just have to restart my roll 20 because it's just absolutely shit the bed. Uh, no, I'm saying I will reaction cast shield. Okay, yep. And both and of these will of splash off the shield here as he tries also to claw into you. Pointies. Okay. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Another one comes running up this direction. Uh, same thing with this one. And they start packing the area, trying to clamor over each other to get closer to the action. Okay. Uh, and that is... Yep, Cyrus. I'm going to once again suggest to everyone that we don't act like the damn Persians, and instead we act like the Greeks. I, I know they lost Chuck. They, uh, and, and we also, also does not exist point. in this world, so suggesting I know, any of this. Uh, also, no, they I just, held the choke point. They didn't leave the choke point, so it's wrong on many levels, really. What is your action? I'm, I'm going to back up and okay. ready in action to blast demons. Why would you not just uh, blast the demons right now? Am I able to yeah. go through my friends? I'm sure. I'm going to say there's enough space for you to fire around them. There's just, it's a difficult terrain to move through them. Okay. I'll, I'll, in the choke point. The frontmost Vargas. 
blah blah blah. And I, I'll use my. I got. I got so much key. I can't wait to die without any. That was a lot. Uh, step, step of the wind four times in a row. That's <laughs> a dredge. Yeah, uh, the, uh, my mouse cursor was like just above Radiant Soul, or Radiant Sunbolt, so me down. Okay, four That's Sunbolts awful. go slamming across here. Fortunately for you, all four of these are going to hit 14, 12, 27, and 11. As these creatures, you look at them, they're not, they're not wearing armor. They're just, you know, flesh. And they're going to take nine, six, eight, and 30. seven. 30 points of radiant damage as it blasts through this creature, which is more than enough to kill it. Awesome. I'm Okay, I'm a little bit more confident now. Okay. Uh, Is there anything else you want to do here, movement or otherwise? Uh, I, I'll, I'll stay put. Try I, Scott. I believe in my friends. Cyrus was more confident. He runs into the fray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, why? Well, four uh, of them are stunned here, so they can't really do true. anything. I am going to attack the one due south of me. Sure. Roll. Attack. Hits out of 20. Uh, 17. He's barely holding on to life. I'm gonna swing, swing again. 27. Absolutely hits. Dead. Dead. 16 Great. points of damage as you hack through this creature. And that's, uh, that's it for me. Hugo. Uh, we throw a fireball at this back point on the wall so it only hits all of them. Like down here somewhere? Actually, just in that alcove there where it kind of dips a bit. I think that's the next square, right? So. Okay. It doesn't anyway. So like at the, at the wall, uh, you throw a fireball into yes. the mess here. Dex um, saving throw from all of them. The ones that are stunned obviously cannot dex save. Yeah. Uh, the dretches choose to fail because it doesn't matter. They are immune to fire damage and they just eat Fuck the fire there. Dretches. The you shadow demon will auto here. fail here. So what is the damage on the uh, fire? 29 points mm -hmm. of fire. Damage. As the fire eats through the shadow here, you realize that he seems to be a little bit resistant to that ability, Wonderful. but it does indeed wake him up. Fantastic. Fuck you, Avernus. Uh, I will just take one step back and then one step. Okay. Uh, so at half, it'll be 15. Okay. Cool. Francis. Did you forget where we are, Hugo? Uh, they just don't look particularly fiery, so I didn't expect them to be immune to fire damage. Fair I'm fairly sure they're not, but that's another issue. Um, um, oh, you know what? You They are. It's resistant, <laughs> not immune. So it would... Sorry, I just read the wrong That's word. right. No, no, that's fine. There's a lot of resistance. Uh, these all... Fail, so it is still 15. It will wake up all of these guys, uh, and they will still be alive, if but barely singed. Nice. Yeah. So they will be pretty substantially singed. My bad on misreading the line. No, that's okay. I think they, they are means something. Psychic, maybe? Because they got uh, no brain. Poison. 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 The other two will also fail uh, and become rather singed as well with their resistance here. Uh, okay, Francis. Uh, I'm just going to agonizing blast the dretch in front of Trescott. Right, to start with. Sure. Uh, so it's just a 13. 13 so will hit. Um, at seven, four, seven, seven is enough with the combination of the fireball explosion in the area. 
And then I'll go for the shadowy one. And with the next one, I said 22. 22 does indeed hit as he is shaken awake by the explosion and fire. He will take... Uh, 13. Nice. 13 total points uh, of force damage here. Okay. Um, so that ends Francis' turn. All right. And then V will... Um, so with her full movement, that's where she can get to. Is that is that okay? Or you said difficult terrain. We should move a wee bit back. All right. So that's five. And then that is going to be 15, 25, 30. 35 is here. Curses. Oh, wait. V does have a speed of 35. Oh, so you'd be on top of this guy's corpse just outside of the choke point. Oh, right. Okay. Um, in which case... Um, uh, we will use the lightning launcher at range. Okay. So is it just a? Um, it's the same. Sorry. Uh, we have we have homebrewed this thing to just be the same. Okay. Uh, so twenty three. Twenty three against the shadow demon. Uh, yes. Does uh, so. hit the lightning lances through the shadowy uh, form here and seems to deal no damage. Oh. Hmm. Um, in which case, V will use her second attack just to hit one of the. Uh, I guess I'll say the bottom left of the three. Sure. Branch. 13 does indeed hit as this one is shaken awake by the fireball. And uh, he takes eight. And he will die. Ah. And um, that ends V's turn. Uh, unfortunately, again, Mooncolor cannot move through this here. The Shadow Demon will. Uh... Yeah, okay. So. Entering its area here, I think it's gonna run away. Out. Because it if it enters the bright light here that Trescott holds, it uh does not do well. It's out of here. It's gonna take the dash action and leave. One of the more sensible combatants, really. Yeah. Uh the other Gosh, there's so many dretches. Uh, these three here see their leader running away and are going to do the same. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 feet. As one retreats down this passageway, the other two follow. Follow down past where their leader left on the southeastern route. Cyrus, is there anything that you'd like to do here? Um, I would... I would ask, I guess, like, are we planning on following them? Oh, uh, we're going this way. All right. Oh, wait, my speed's halved anyway. I don't know. Speed is halved. So I'm playing the big That's 10, 20... And then you already have half speed anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's as far as you can go with your movement. What else would you like yeah. to do? Uh, I cannot uh, target any people. I could. You could dash. Action, dash. Sure. I will use my dash. Okay. So it'll be another 10 feet out. And then you have regular movement, which is still half. So you'll have another 10 feet. 
Okay. Um, that is action and movement. What else? That is it. Okay, Trescott, what would you like yeah. to do? Yeah, following Cyrus. Okay. This way. You have normal movement from here. Where are you going? All right, 30 total feet there, and you can kind of see one at the edge of your light radius. Can't really do much, so I'll just... Uh... No javelins or anything? Mm, oh, I do have a light crossbow. You do? Pull that out. Uh -huh. Shoot him with that. Okay. Where did it go? Did I not get it? I had it on my old character sheet. I have crossbow Sorry. bolts. Uh, there's a lot of... Here. Yep. All right, I'll add it. Does look like it is missing. Sorry, don't use ranged very often. Okay. It is there. You mind pressing it for me? Because I don't see it on my character. Uh, a Thank 13 you. will still hit. Lead. Or, unfortunately, this is outside the Aura of Hate, but it will deal three piercing damage, which for these creatures is enough to kill this guy. Sweet. Because he is already he's ready out of hurt. nowhere. Yep. Okay, Hugo. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I will. 20 feet of movement to move through. Yeah, I'll move through. Oops. I mean, there's not really that much offensive action to be taken here from me, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll hold my turn for now, honestly. Okay, Francis? Ready. Uh, I guess, yeah, I, I would come through and say, I can't bloody see a thing. Where did they go? I think they ran off. Well, I guess we dealt with them then. V? Uh, v will hold their action to fire a lightning launcher if a demon appears. Okay. Uh, our friend Mooncolor is going to start trying to move through the area. With that, this will give enough time for the demons to run a full way away and out of particular danger for them. With that, combat comes to a close for this particular area. Well, I, I got the one down this hallway, but uh, I don't see the rest of them. And another Y in the road. Another Y in the road. A decision to be made for our next meeting, I believe. As we are descending in Avernus down really the bloody really scab. Took us 39 episodes, but we did we it. We are finally there. Thank you so much for joining me today, those of you at home. Thank you guys for making me uh, the time today. To, uh, I don't like to the scam I don't like it. I don't like it. and it's it's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. gross. It's a bit weird. It's gonna get weirder. Can't wait for it. Um. Oh, cut. Thanks for watching. <laughs> thanks for playing. And uh, until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.